Hello and welcome. We are Achievement Hunting 101, the podcast that lets its patrons submit their own openings. Waza wazoo! Waza That's right. Each and every week we bring you the hottest topics and achievement discussions, what we've been playing, what's on sale and coming real soon. We also shout out everybody and their mothers in our Brad Camp section. And, and we talk about food. That too, hopefully. And as is becoming tradition, we will start the show with our topic of the week. This Wait a minute, Corey. Yes. I, I did my homework that you wanted me to do, and now you're not going to ask me about it? Mm, short attention span. Last week, you said mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the new Space Jam movie. We can do that. I did not think that either of you would, oh, would do it. I definitely did not. I mean, L would have been my whatever is where I would have put my money. But yeah, go ahead, tell Dude, me. I I watched it because you said to last. Yeah, time. we had King James and on the big screen. I I really wanted to hate it, but you did. You don't. And I I, I did exactly. <laughs> I my favorite part. I don't want to spoil anything, so I will not spoil anything. But I will say that. <laughs> I did not like <laughs> LeBron James at all. His acting was terrible. Neither was Michael Jordan. I'm just going to put that out there. Stop it. But he had a charisma to him that few I mean, have. you're working with cartoon characters you can't see. you got to cut him a little bit you of mean slack. his son who outacted him every step of the way? Uh, maybe. That little piece of junk. Um, no, I think, I think um, that you got to go in. I like the cartoon stuff. The- yeah. The cartoon stuff was the best. My favorite thing that they did was they used all the WB resources that they could use. Exactly. Cameos. I don't want to spoil anything, but there's a lot of cameos, a lot of characters, Uh, and you're hunting during the basketball games in the background to see who you can spot. That was what I enjoyed the most. Yes, and uh, I'll spoil it. Not really because it was in the trailer, but uh, the crossover stuff is my favorite. And so, yeah, we were doing the same thing. And I was like, like, look, there's Scooby-Doo. Like the van, uh, you can, they're like all blurry, but that was in the trailer. N- nothing spoiled. Okay, but uh, but yeah, I totally agree with you. I went in with low expectations. Um, I I think very very highly of uh, the original Space Jam. Uh, I knew this wasn't going to live up to it, so <laughs> that probably helped. But I think I think it did fine, and uh, I explained it to my Friday night crew, and uh, I said that it is Space Jam. In 2021, like that's what it is. Kids today probably love it, like I love the original Space Jam, and um, they they just kind of put their own spin to it for the times we were in. I'm just I'm still going back to the. <laughs> I think very highly of the original Space Jam. <laughs> that line. Didn't you ooh. say you never saw that? No, one I've either? I've seen none see, of them. See, that's so. your problem. Okay, so <laughs> maybe. I didn't see it until recently, the first one. I was... Yeah, there. Turn off your brain <laughs> like you do during games and enjoy it. I was seven years old when Space Jam came out in 1996. <laughs> so that oh, might be geez. part of it. <laughs> the opening song, though, will pump you up no matter the mood you're in. 96, Come on and slam. And, and welcome seven. to the jam. Mm. Wow. It would... It brings a tear to your eye, that one does. This <laughs> yeah, one, not so much. That's what brings the tear to my eye, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I implore you, I implore fans of Space Jam to 
look at Space Jam A New Legacy, and I would implore somebody with a second grader to uh, to watch <laughs> it as well. <laughs> yeah, the kids liked it. There were a lot of adult jokes, a lot, and even some mild language. But uh, it was it was it was hmm. good. It didn't need to be almost two hours though. That was a little. It was a little long. A little, yeah. So, uh, and all the yeah. voice, the voice actors are not quite, uh, yeah, when, when 1996, a lot of them were still alive. Chuck Jones was alive. Now it's like, yeah. Chuck. You have, uh, Jones. Fluffy being, uh, Speedy Gonzalez voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they tried. I, I don't, I don't know who Chuck Jones is. I'm looking him up. Apparently he's done a lot of Looney Tunes stuff. They're, they have made new oh Looney Tunes. Like it's, it's yes. different. I don't know. Right. So it kind of makes sense that this one's different too. It's a, cause I had heard they took away the guns and stuff, but there were guns in Space Jam. Yeah, there's guns. There's somebody had guns. Machine people. Guns. Yeah. Anyway. There's a ball joke. That was fun. Now I want to play the video game and, and see if they reference the movie at all. Oh, that's a good idea. My uh, my good friend Elroy just completed that game, and oh. uh, he, he gave me a little a little tippy tip. So I'll probably go back to it, see if I can get any further. It is a brawler, so it makes sense. Anonymous tip? No, tip I off. think it's just something that's on a solution that I just uh, misinterpreted. So, yeah, with the controller keeping your uh, player alive. Yeah, you can use a second controller to revive yourself, but I thought you had to keep that second controller alive, so that's almost impossible. Uh, uh, he says you don't have to do that. You just once you like go to the next screen and like wait a couple seconds, you could just kind of bring it up when you need it if you're you know quick, I guess. So I'll try. I'll try it out. Uh, I've seen some people who are definitely not skilled at games completed, so uh, I don't. I'm not. I'm not too fearful about it. Mm. But but yeah, an- another another movie has come and gone and. I've watched for free on HBO Max, and I just got reminded like yesterday that uh, Suicide Squad is like a week or two away. So that's awesome. Good stuff. Good times. Oh, and coincidentally, John Cena's back in the WWE. Who? I didn't see that. So anyways, as is becoming tradition here on (laughs) Achievement Hunting 101... We're going to start with our topic of the week. Uh, this time, we brought it to our patrons who submitted several different questions. This week, we're going from one by Tony Calzoni. He wants to know, and I don't even see his own answer here. <laughs> hey, Tony Calzoni. He wants to know, what are your bad gaming habits? Or do you even consider them bad? So I guess any gaming habits you have in general. Um, I'm going to read a couple of, uh, now wait a yes. minute. Where's Tony's, where's Tony's? I think I said he didn't, he didn't give me one. Games and drives. Yeah, I think it's really bad. You can search for it. I'm going to read you uh, a couple patrons and then answer it myself. <laughs> uh, so we have, okay. uh, infamous Noth the God or otherwise known as Railbait, or otherwise known as some name that changes daily. He says in his most serious answer, buying loads of games on sales. I know very well, I'll never play. Also, not drinking enough gamer girl bathwater to keep myself hydrated. Oh, dude. That's the kind of quality content we've come to expect from our patrons. A mm. uh, joins in and says he needs to wash his brain for thinking this, but he agrees with Noth. The part about buying a bunch of games discounted that 
he may easily never play. Not the part about the bathwater. And I can totally relate to that. Um, I, I buy way too many games and I already have access to way too many games. Uh, and, uh, it doesn't stop me. Uh, and I, and I, I have this, I have this want, I have this need to, to go back and play these games and uh, I don't. And that part makes me sad, but what makes up for it is the brand new shiny game that I just installed on my hard drive. Uh, it, it never gets old. Even if it's an older game, like it's new. I just bought shell shock live. It's going to be terrible. I'm, no, I'm not going to complete Why? it because it reminds me of this, this flash game I used to play where you're the tank and you have to adjust your angle and your power and you got different things. That was an awesome game and it's on Xbox. Oh, um, Oh. It's like it's called Pocket Tanks. That's how I remember it. No, Pocket Tanks. It may have been on the phone. I, I don't know. That's what it reminds me of, though. You're thinking of the. Ah. I don't know, but th- this is I just like it, and it has it's like worms. It's, yeah, it's kind of like worms, and uh, but um, there's an Xbox version. It has a campaign, and anyways, anyways, that's not what I'm talking about. Uh, Scorched Earth. Never played it, <laughs> but uh, mm. yeah, I it. <laughs> I don't know if it's a bad habit. It's, it's always up to the person doing it, whether you can afford to do it or not. Uh, I, I never buy full price, so I think I'm a savvy shopper. <laughs> I'll put it that way. So it's not totally bad, but um, buying more than I can consume, probably not the best, but I don't think that uh, that kind of logic really flows into most achievement hunters uh, nowadays. Uh, another thing that I do consider, uh, bad for myself, again, these are kind of personal is, uh, the, the lack of sleep. I, I don't have a ton of time to sit down and game. It's always at night when the sun's down. Uh, and, uh, I, I'm, my alarm is set for right now. It's set for late. Like it's six thirty AM is when it goes off. That's because the kids aren't in school, which is changing next week. So that really sucks. And, uh, but, uh, if this is the only time I can game and I will, I, most of the time I choose that over, over sleep and, uh, it usually catches up with me and I'll have to go a day without playing any games because I'm just too tired. And, and then it's like, I'm back even further in, in progress. But, uh, I, I kind of just make up for it with uh, the games that I really want to get through. Uh, the podcast, this podcast, probably doesn't help uh, i like to try to play a variety of games not that that was totally different than before i started but i probably stuck to more uh that said i think a lot more like exponentially more is released nowadays than even three years ago so take that for what it's worth but yeah uh spending more than i can consume and, and losing sleep are definitely two things that uh i think about a lot because uh i do them a lot <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, Nathaniel sure. is not here, but Nate, you're right. here. Yes. Uh, what, what are your bad <laughs> gaming habits or gaming habits uh, that you uh, may or may not consider bad? Oh, boy. Well, I will tell you about mine in a second. But first, let me tell you about Skeptical Mario because that guy, oh, my gosh. Uh, he says, I isolate myself too much while gaming. There's no reason I can't be in a party while I'm doing some single player and keep myself integrated with the community. Uh, yeah, I don't do that. I don't. 
<laughs> I'm playing a single player game. I'm playing a single player game because I want to pay attention to the story. Or I like to play those fast Twitch games where if I'm talking, I'm dead. Uh, so I just need or to Or we're just introverts. <laughs> we don't like talking to people. That, well, yes. That's, yeah. Even though we're, you know, we do Even this we're on a podcast. together. <laughs> we record the thing that we're not comfortable doing in <laughs> large talking groups. Right now. Yes, but uh, you guys are my friends. And uh, so. You could do your silly Max Payne grind while chatting about, that about your I day. That I absolutely could. Uh, that, that I could do blindfolded at this point. Um, then we have a guy by the name of Frederick Bernard. I have no idea who that is. That name is mental. Um, uh, getting too mad at games. He is great. Getting too mad at games. I try to remind myself before I start, it's the game's job to try to make me fail. Don't get mad at the game for doing its job. That said, I haven't played over a 1.4 this year. Uh, yeah. No, no. That's definitely not my... Definitely not my bad habit. Uh, <laughs> I think we're going to hear it a lot from the patrons and also what you said, Corey, I'm echoing basically exactly what you said. My habits are buying games. Um, I buy things on sale. Now, the way I started my gateway into that was Zed to Zed. Actually, they started doing the gamer score challenge and I was really into that. And I was also really into getting gamer score. Gamer tag. Oh yeah. Gamer tag challenge. Sorry. <laughs> Which is hilarious. But, um, so yeah, I, I started buying games so that I could get letters so I was buying cheap games that I could just, you know, dig into, get letters. And for all the other contests and challenges that were out there, I, I was picking up cheap games for on 360 and such for that, but also TA contests and things. Because my gamer score was really low when I first got into gamer score. Um, so I had a lot of games I needed to buy in order, in order to kind of pad things out a little bit. And then I never stopped doing that. So over the years, <laughs> who knew that more games would come out? <laughs> yeah, who knew that more games would come out, and that they would uh, they release a system called the X One, and then you just get a ton of stuff, just exploded with the X One. Um. So yeah, and then obviously lack of sleep, uh, just like you, you know, with a with a family and a kid. Uh, I, I try to put that stuff. I try to put them ahead of everything. Uh, so gaming goes last which means that gaming happens at the end of the day when everyone has gone to bed. So I get a couple hours in then, and yeah, I tend to push it. And then at the cost of sleep, so I miss out on sleep, which is, you know, you kind of need that. Uh, and then I think another thing is not sticking to games. Um, I tend to bounce around from thing to thing. Now, I don't think that's necessarily bad, but I do find myself sometimes wishing that I would stick more with a game like I would go back through my history and I would see that way early on, uh, this also go, happens to coincide with not buying a whole bunch of games, right? You would, you would only have a few games and you would play them from cover to cover. Then you'd move on to the next thing. Whereas mm -hmm. now I'm just right now I'm playing for experiences so I can talk about them, but also because I do enjoy playing a whole bunch of different games in a whole bunch of different genres, uh, and different play styles. So, but yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of feel the same way at times. I see people complete games and I'm like, ooh, I, I want to complete that now. But uh, at the same time, due to my time constraints, it, it makes it tough to co commit many hours, especially like like uh, if, if a game requires me to play through a second time, I'm essentially doubling my playtime maybe to get one achievement. And uh I kind of have to like say, do I really like the game this much to, to do that? And more often than not, I don't, but I, you know, it's kind of supplement it with <laughs> new games. Yeah. 
Yeah. What about you, L? Bad habits. All right. Well, I I did find Tony Calzoni's original question and his own answer. So he says, mine is starting a game and feeling the necessity to complete it before playing almost anything else. Unless I'm completely bored with a game for the time being or hit a hill I can't go over, I will spend a ruthless amount of hours on one or two games. So he is the exact opposite. He thinks it's a problem to stick with a game. That's very interesting because uh, I wish I could do that, echoing what you said, Nate. Um, So my bad habit, of course, is something like RTDL, where I'll play up until the point where I get that achievement and then put it down until it comes up again on a contest. But at the same time, would I have played the game at all if it didn't show up on RTDL? I don't know. So that is one thing. I definitely am not buying games like I used to because the backlog is real. Backlog is so real that do you know what the worst feeling is? Buying something twice? When you... (laughs) (laughs) um, Essentially, which is where I'm going with this, is when you, for example, buy Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3 on the 360, don't get to play them yet, and then the remaster comes out on the 1. It feels awful when that happens. It just feels like wasted money. Am I going to play these now that I could play the better version on the one? It's just stuff like that happens all the time. Still the Bioshock games on the 360 sitting there. So yeah, I'm not really buying a lot of games. You know, I'll play, I'll play some rats and some zits every month to pad the score. And then I'm trying to sink into some, I got to sink into some AAA games because this is going crazy over here. Something. I'll talk more about that in the game showcase. Let me read some patron responses. Says, apparently I buy too many games that I don't play. I get overly angry at games and I leave controllers lying about the place. I would argue the last one, but there's currently three on the table in front of me and one in an armchair in the corner. Two of them don't have batteries in them either. (laughs) The one in the corner is wired, and the wire is currently packed away. Well, thank you for that uh, information that we definitely needed. Well, as far as leaving controllers lying about, there's there's a lot worse things than that. At least you have controllers in in reach if you need them. Um, Spoken like a man, a true man with uh, no kids. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, getting angry at games, I think, is something we all do to some degree. I've never been one to throw controllers or break things, but some people do that. That's because uh, as soon as you like lift it up, you're like, yeah, this cost me a lot of money. <laughs> I pay <laughs> too much. much. I mean, I'll definitely, I'll definitely swear at the TV for sure, but that's about it. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll yell at the, at the monitor quite often in some games, but <laughs> I never, never enough to squish a controller or bust it in any way. I like to think I'm strong enough to Ever. twist a controller in half, but then every time I try it, it doesn't happen. <laughs> uh, yeah. And the one then you feel bad about yourself. You one time I tried to slam one down, I actually like, banged my finger, so I, I stopped doing that. And your wife was like, stop complaining. I think this was pre-wife. I think I got rid of those anger <laughs> issues. I think that helped. <laughs> so. And uh, buying too many games you don't play. Ah, yep. I think probably 90% of our community does that. 
some people, for example, Skeptical Mario, I know goes out of his way to only buy stuff he's going to play. Keeps a high percentage, even though he doesn't include DLC. But that's that's something else. And uh, but yeah, that's that's someone to. You know, he still chases Vayner leaderboards. He still. Yeah, I like to think that I can uh, live vicariously through him in that regard. Stays away from the easy games. There's no problem doing that. Still enjoys achievements. Ultimately, it's whatever it means to you, right? Which is the great thing about uh, it. They can mean uh, many different things. Especially now. get Get along together. With all the Game Pass games and sales, there's there's never nothing to play. So you could wait until you complete a game and just pick up something else. It's kind of like owning all these DVDs and having 75 streaming services and not touching the DVDs. Because there's always something to just click the button. Click the button away to watch a movie. All right. Last but not least, we have Freemhole, who goes a different direction in his issue is skipping sleeping to play games. I know the data suggests I'm seriously hurting my long-term health, and which also triggered a depressive episode during the end of the ZZ podcast. Another mention for ZZ, rip. I know I am not functioning at my best or helping with my already poor lack of focus. Does the joy and comfort of gaming offset the harmful effects of gaming addiction and sleep sacrifice? Well, I guess only you can answer that for yourself. It's definitely a temporary release because I know I feel pretty good when I complete a game, even if I stayed up till 1 a.m. It's like, nice, I did it. (laughs) Now I can delete it. And I know that a couple of days ago I stayed up till 3 o'clock in the morning gaming, but it caught up with me. And last night I grabbed a quick achievement and went right to bed early. So I can't do that every night. Maybe once in a blue moon, stay up 1, 2, 3 o'clock. But when I hear people getting four to six hours of sleep every night, I, I don't understand how they can do that or, or focus during the day, like live off of uh, energy drinks and coffee. And oh, yeah, it doesn't sound healthy, but you know, some people live by the adage, I'll sleep when I'm dead. So live it up, play some games. <laughs> to each their own, for <laughs> yeah, sure. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, I'm lucky enough where my kids go to bed like decent hour, eight, nine o'clock. So I have a few hours every night to play. And that should be more than sufficient, really. For more- well, all right. All right. Thank- I think that does it. Thank you to the patrons. Yes. Thanks to the patrons. I really liked that question. And I liked the Tony basically being the only one to uh, not like completing games. <laughs> I-, I love uh, ah. seeing those takes. So it's always good to have varying takes, and it it is interesting when you compare. Uh, I love to see those tracks. hard completions and those those grindy completions, and that you stuck it out and didn't just move on to something else. I love it. I like to see other people do it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, speaking of ah. like harder completions, uh, sticking in our news section before we go on, because uh, I see we have a little addition here. Uh, br- kind of breaking news. It just came out. Uh, Cold Silence got an update. And I only want to mention this because Cold Silence is a Zitalon game that uh, followed the Zitalon path of changing their achievements to super easy, uh, except they started out super hard. 
and then they got reverted. A lot of people got in when the getting was good, and we've been following it from like the developer standpoint. But the first title update, uh, I guess it's the second. The first one had a lot of zero point achievements, I think. Um, the creator's challenge achievements. Uh, so, but this one actually added a thousand gamer score, and we've been getting, if you ask me, too many instant 1000 gamer score title updates uh it's it's almost disgusting i don't i don't uh you know i don't care how anybody else plays i just think it's it's getting a little much especially when i see people like jump on it like hour one and they're like it's not popping and i'm like just give it time people (laughs) i'm like oh my gosh anyways this one just came out and i'm only going to mention it because this update actually contains an update uh the developer uh, known as saint heiser uh it's made it very well known he's put a lot of love and care into this update and it actually makes you play new content he added to the game that's right what a what an astounding um uh, way to go about an update is to actually add stuff to your game uh so you got to do a little bit of that you got to find some new collectibles uh he added a really cool thing that we mentioned before, uh, where he some of the people who completed the game originally in its hard form, they are now immortalized in the game, and that includes our very own Wakapel. I believe Icefire TN is in there, Inferno. Uh, so that's pretty cool. I'll definitely be jumping back in and looking for their names. And uh, Big L, <laughs> not Big L. Don't think so. Oh. <laughs> and uh oh cg cgh cjh carter i think maybe in there as well he's one of the first to complete it um and, and they're telling me that the they i don't know if they called him this i'm not gonna put words in their mouth but some of the baby gamers who got in with uh the easy update might be in for a little bit of a challenge uh which i like to see i don't i don't like to i like to see you put a little bit of time you know, effort into it so uh so that's cool so yeah cold silence got an update and it doesn't follow suit. People were pissed. On. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're mad because it's going to be a little hard and they actually have to play yeah. <laughs> yeah. Play the game. Wasn't it known that this was going to happen, that he was going to update it? Yeah, yeah. He's been working on I it for a long time. Pretty well known. Uh, basically since, I think, November 2020-ish. Um, I think that's when like the big outbreak happened. He actually posted, I, I'm in his Discord, and uh, he, he, he posted something like, uh, there's these little telegrams in the games, and he he said that uh, some of the in-game events are twisted with the events of November 2020. Some voice from the telegram radio offered to replace achievements, which killed innocent people. Uh, and he says, I've tried to revive the victims with rollback, but some of the things can't be returned. Uh, it's because he's kind of throwing that nod to uh, achievement and the, the big scandal when we, he made them easier and he had to revert them back and... And yeah, so uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm looking forward to playing it, and uh, I will. He's actually putting out a Windows version. I think it will have an easier list at the start, um, but you know that's fine. I for him to put all this effort into his uh, small game, uh, I think is pretty cool. And um, I don't know. I'll probably uh, I'll probably buy a few copies to do a little giveaway because I think it's pretty cool. So yeah, that's cool. Nice I believe. Our very own Inferno has completed it already. And he was number two. Uh, number one was someone called Majora. Oh, I've seen I've seen Majora. Said. He's been in the, the developer's Discord. Yeah, he's been all over this as well. 
I don't know how close it was, but Inferno made a comment on the feed saying, I shouldn't have taken that shower. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a game, it's a bad gamer habit. So, <laughs> yes. Bad weekly I gotta shower. wonder why, why he doesn't he put his effort into a new game. Like, he, he's putting all this effort into a title update. I mean, that's that's great for us. You don't have to pay for it. You get more achievements. Oh, yeah, so, No, uh, yeah, St. Heiser. So Saint, why yeah. doesn't he just make a sequel or make something else? And, I, I mean, I guess that takes a lot longer to put out, but still. I don't know. I, I guess Code it's just love for, the, love for what he's created. So yeah. I mean, look at these graphics. I don't I don't see him recreating anything like this anymore. Hey, now. Oh, come on. Come on. Come it's on amazing. now. What? <laughs> There's a pool of blood. Get out your crayons and show oh, us something you're... better, Al. That... I don't... <laughs> I'm opening up Microsoft Paint right now. And... There, There is one other thing that somebody's added to my news. Uh, another title update. Uh, why don't you tell me about this, L? Gears 5 I will. crazy update. Yes. Speaking of people getting pissed... There's a new update for Gears 5. People are going crazy. There's, I believe, another new Seriously achievement. And you've got to kill like 400,000 something or others. 400,000? I've lost track. Yeah. I don't know if it went live yet. Coalition is basically, according to a bunch of people, trolling at this point. Because this went from an already 200-hour completion to... And I don't know what they're thinking. Oh, it's on their actual website. But, uh, so I don't... You know, it's not live yet. Um, but you have to do... Find it? Yeah, you have to do some re-ups. I don't know what those are. Are those, like, prestiges? Yes, correct. Re-up 50, re-up they made a mistake 60? where they said level 100, but it was actually level 25. Yeah, there's some easy ones, like just win some matches, win 10 matches... Uh, do th- here's the one I think you're talking about. Do 400 million damage in Horde or Escape. Sounds like a lot. Okay. Oh, here we go. Seriously, 5.0 Chapter 2. 50 re-ups. Finish campaign on Inconceivable. Master all 32 Escape Hives. Master all Horde maps in 50 Wave and Frenzy modes. And get all PvE classes to level 20. That sounds terrible. Yep. And it's a shame because I was just talking with the Retro Chief today in our patron chat, trying to convince him to, to start a Gears game. But he just, kind of what we were talking about last week, how you, you, know, you talked about how you shouldn't let an unobtainable or a hard list from making you start a game. Mm-hmm. Well, this series has such a terrible reputation with your achievements that people steer clear. They don't care if it's a good game. Well, what about tactics? Tactics, that's doable, right? It's not a... It's not a horrible uh, one. That one I'm not too sure about. But, I, you know, Gears 1, I was saying just, just play Gears 1. Grab a friend, play through the co-op campaign, and forget to list. Some games you just have to do that. If you want to grind out seriously later, you can, little by little. But, yeah. But, yeah, just it's, it's a turnoff seeing this kind of update over and over and over. And it's artificially extending the time, and, and you can't even play anything else because you have to dedicate your life to this game. Yeah, that's where I think achievements can be bad. Um, again, I'm not going to be one to tell anybody how, what to do with their tag. If that, if you want 100% completion, I, I guess don't put it on your tag. But uh, I, I really hate to see a good game be missed because of that. Uh, I mean, I guess there's always alts and stuff. But I, I do 
I do follow your theory of uh, this is your gamer tag is your resume. It's your you know your your lifeline, your history. So it's kind of cool, I think, to see uh, the warts and zits, as you put it. Yes. So all right, that's, that's a big update. Zits. Yeah, let us know what you think about this update. Cold Silence and Gears 5. Let us know what you think in the podcast discussion. Alrighty, what a news and topics portion of the show. Let's move on to the game showcase. Uh, actually, the opposite of your bad habit, Coos, of uh, buying new games. Uh, may- maybe it's considered mm. a bad habit because uh, you get hyper-focused on free games, when they're, especially when they're limited, <laughs> limited time game, free games. What did you play this past week? Well, okay, so I've talked about it in the past, and you know how much I love it. The free play weekend happens every week, just about. And it's not often that they have a game that I'm interested in, but when they do have something that meets that special criteria of completable in one or two days, probably has some way to grind it uh, when you're not actually sitting there playing, uh, and it's actually kind of fun, then I kind of jump in on it. Now, I had originally had plans just to keep working on my Max Payne grind, because I wanted to be done with that. And uh, Mattism said, hey, uh, I need a partner for some of these Olympic Games Tokyo 2020 online achievements uh, because of the free play weekend. So I took a quick look at the game. I I was kind of going to pass it up. And then once I saw, you know, how much it was going to involve, I said, okay. And he said, all right, you know, I'm going to stop doing my grind too. I said, all right, well, if you're quitting your grind for the weekend, I will quit my grind for the weekend, probably. As long as you're not going to beat me. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe I left a bad impression last week. It wasn't really a race. It was more of a, uh, I'm going to do this if you're going to do this, and then we'll get it done faster by like kind of spurring each other on to get through it, because, man, 300-some games, whatever. That's rough uh, for Max Payne, but... Let's talk about Olympic Games Tokyo 2020, which was the free-to-play weekend, or free-play weekend, uh, which coincides with the Olympics that are going on right now. So it's it's always kind of fun to get a game that's kind of tied to uh, a real-life event that you could go and watch. Now, I haven't actually watched any Olympics yet, um, but I remember playing on my old Apple II uh, the Winter Olympics games. I also had the Summer Olympics games remember doing the shot put and the discus and and all that stuff and the javelin i just remember doing all those things the high jump and uh so it was really cool to get in there and see this game uh now this is a developed and published by sega let me let me start off by saying that the animations in this game are top notch like it's amazing um like as your character is going to do like the hammer throw you can see them spinning and you can see like their face changing, like their facial expressions are changing with each spin as they're getting ready to throw this, this hammer. It's really detailed. So they put a lot of time into this thing uh, and it's really high quality. Uh, the load times are a thing. You, you will be seeing load screens a bunch. They're not the worst you've ever seen. Um, but when you're trying to complete the game in a weekend, maybe they get a little bit much. Um, they had a whole bunch of events. Let me see if I can... Uh, Pull up all the events there. Uh, Are you doing that? Did you happen? What is rugby sevens? <laughs> yeah, rugby sevens is a sport. Uh, 
<laughs> so they have events, but then they also have sports. They have like games within the Olympic Games. So they have the 100 meter dash, the 110 meter hurdles, the hammer throw, the 100 meter freestyle swim, 200 meter individual medley, which is a swim. Uh, then they have the long jump. They have BMX racing. Uh, and there are a little bit of tricks in there. It's not really much special. There's the four by 100 meter relay. And then there's tennis. There's sport climbing. There's boxing, judo, table tennis, baseball, basketball, football, rugby sevens, and beach volleyball. That's a lot of things. And you need to play each of those um, somewhere between four and seven times each um, in order to get... Uh, actually, actually, one you have to play 10. Uh, BMX, you have to play 10 times. But that's really fast. Um, to get tips. Every time you complete a level, you have a chance of getting a tip. Um, I shouldn't say a chance. But once so basically, you have to play BMX 10 times. And you'll eventually get all the tips that they, they have. I think they have five... Um, and you'll get one like every two levels or something like that. But there's an achievement for getting all the tips for all of the sports in the game. So you are going to play these levels a bunch. Um, and you're going to have to get gold, get first place in each of the events once. Now that is totally doable against the computer. But if you're really having trouble, you can always load up into a game with a friend and have your friend quit out. So you don't even have to finish the event and you will get the gold medal uh, for that event. So it'll be really easy. And there's other achievements for getting so many golds online. So many golds in a medley, which is more than one event. Um, and you can choose your medleys. You can you can pick and choose, make them whatever you want. But then there are also uh, fixed medleys, which are set by the game. You have to do a couple of those as well. Uh, you have to get all the outfits, all the abilities, all the hats and masks. And those you can kind of cheese. Uh, you get a certain amount of money by participating if you get a gold medal. In an event, you get more money. If you just participate and you get lower, you get less money. Once you get enough money to buy out an entire category, what you can do is buy everything and then then dashboard and then bring the game back up, quit, quit the game, come back in. You get all your money back, but you still get the achievement. Uh, and then you can then do that for the other things as well. So you don't have to get all the money you need in one go. You can basically cheese that and, uh, and get through that. So... It's actually a fun game. Uh, if I had someone, uh, you know, if my daughter was really into the Olympics, Olympics or something, this might be a fun game to play with her. Um, like I said, the, the graphics are really great. The animations are amazing. And it was a fun way to spend the weekend. Um, a lot of it is chronosable or even rapid fireable. Uh, you can, you know, for some of the really grindy things, you can just set up your controller to press A and it'll play the games for you. Um, so you don't really even have to be around to do the stuff that you don't like to do. So it is very completable. The only problem is that it was $40. So if you didn't get it on the free play weekend or you don't get it on a sale, it is a little bit pricey, but a very, very completable game, uh, especially in a week. It is a uh, brand yeah. new, um, June, 22nd. June, yeah, June 22nd of 2021. Uh, and, and hopefully it'll go on a free play weekend again at some point. Uh, but it is definitely doable in a weekend. If you can get it for cheap, um, very easy to boost. Yeah, I was uh, I downloaded it. I was hoping to get to it, and I just I didn't. Um, Saturday was just one of those days where I was too tired to even play a game. Mm -hmm. 
So uh, kind of sad I missed it. I was I was telling you it'd, it'd been nice if they made it free a little bit longer, like maybe even half the Olympics. But I, I guess that's bad business because uh, this is the time that it would sell. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I can so. see them doing it again before the end of the, Olymp- of the Olympics, but I don't know. Yeah, it, it looked it looked good enough. I, I like the the variety and uh, you know freeze free. Uh, but my question is, did you unlock the Sonic outfit? Yes, ah. <laughs> it's free. The, the Sonic outfit is free, so you don't. Even did have you to play do with anything. it? That's that's all I would have played with. I did. That was my uh, 100 meter relay. That's my no, four by nice. 100 meter relay. Um, that was actually an achievement to put an outfit on, but then also to have a teammate that's in an, out, in an outfit. So my entire uh, team was uh, actually I was not. My team was. So it was me running, handing the baton to Sonic, and then Sonic handing it off two more times. Um, yeah. <laughs> So you don't roll into a ball. No, and just speed no, through. You're just wearing a costume. They have they have other funny ones too. Like there's a mascot for the 2021, so you can be the mascot. They also have like an astronaut. They have, they have a lot of costume options, a lot of weird stuff. So it's kind of funny. Um, I'm looking at the the TA for the game, and it was it was at a 1700 before the free to play weekend, and I guess during that time. Uh, at the highest, it jumped to 1900 and now it's back to 1800, but it's still higher than it was before the, pre- the free to play weekend. So I guess not as many people completed it uh, in the weekend. Yeah. Some of the grindy stuff is a little bit grindy. So, I mean, if I didn't have a rapid fire controller, I'd have to be sitting in front of the computer watching something else uh, while I was doing it. And yeah, I, I could see that. Very, very cool. It uh, looks like uh, quite a few community members completed it. Uh, Devin and Ahizo and um, Matt Ism. Yeah, Matt Ism. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Ism and mm-hmm. Kush Moose and Philip Wendell, who uh, told us he completed it. So way to go. Yeah, other people kind of dipped their toes in. I see some people uh, tried some stuff. but I often wonder you know, if some non-completionists are just happy to play and get whatever they get and move on their, their merry way. And I also wonder how many non-achievement hunters or just anybody who pick up the game, play it, and say, oh, okay, I'm going to buy this. Like, they use it as a, as a demo, and, and it entices them to buy it. Yeah, I can see that. On, I mean, that's why they're I doing think it, so. right? I think that's why they're doing it. I mean, this one, obviously, they're trying to get the... just wonder how many... The Olympic tie-in to get people's interest. Um, one last quick question before we move on. You said that... that it would be a fun local game. Do you know, is there split screen stuff or is it all take turns stuff? You know, I didn't, I didn't do any local, so I don't. Okay. I was just curious. Like back in the day, those would usually be like take turns type of games. Yeah. Maybe you could race together. So when you're doing the online, like the when you're doing road. the online 100 meter dash, it's at the same time. So I can see Matism and I can see myself all at the same time. I, I think they could probably pull that off locally. Uh, but I don't know. I didn't. I didn't think to check that out. Okay. Yeah, but back in the day, it always used to be just take turns. Curious. Yeah, if you set up like a, uh, something with four people, you had to sit through it four times. Uh, yeah, yeah, like the hammer throw or the javelin throw or the long jump with yeah. all two turns. But a race, maybe, maybe if you just maybe. I mean, all the races were very short, so it wasn't like you have to look at the entire track. You just have to look at one side of the track. So they they could have gotten them all on one screen. I do not know. Well, thank you, Koosh. Uh, let's move on to UL. What did you play this past week? 
All right. I have a couple games to talk about. First one, uh, let's start with the Tourist. Now, Nate talked about this game. I looked up when, and do you want to guess when you talked about this, Nate? Uh, when, when it first went in Game Pass? Let's see, a, a, year, yeah, a, a year, year ago. ago. <laughs> a year ago. Yep. Because it feels like it was just yesterday. I remember you talking about it. Oh, it doesn't feel like just yesterday to me. I, I, I think maybe it was two it weeks ago like- when we said it was leaving. <laughs> no, no, that was last week. Yeah, so I've been playing this game with my son, and we've been enjoying it a lot. And by the time you hear this, there'll be like two days left to play it. But I think it's doable in those two days, so that's why I wanted to mention it. Um, TA says it's four to five hours. Uh, we've been going through without a guide because I don't think there's any missables. I did look to see if there were any missiles, and there were none, so we've just been playing straight through. Had- I've referenced a couple of solutions here and there, but other than that, we've been going through on our own. How'd you like that rock Solving snake? Puzzles. Mm, which one? <laughs> the, the, the bosses kind of suck. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the rock snakey boss. Once you figure out what to do, the one... Like, you're in a cave. That's couple. all I remember. Yeah, there's a couple of them. you got to stand up and throw the, the thing on the spots. Yeah, I did not catch on to that a couple of rocks. super quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah, and there's one where you have to make it smash your blocks. Yeah, there's a few different bosses. We've only done three of the four, so we're up to the last place. I wanted to complete it before talking about it, but alas, we didn't get a chance to. So that's our project over the next couple days before it goes away. Um, I remember last week you said the surfboard thing was going to be a pain, but that wasn't bad at all. I got that done pretty quickly. What I did have trouble with was some of the arcade games. Um, There are three arcade games where you have to beat a high score, and one of them was a racing game yeah you, you that one i do remember doing a couple of times you like have to hit the boost perfectly yeah you have to hit the boost perfectly and and just remember to slow down a little bit otherwise you're going to fly off the track so it's actually better to slow down and make, hit them at perfectly than to hit them and fly off and then the middle one was this one where you have to like uh, fly and hit some dynamite and then the dynamite you have to get them in the right order to get more points and then uh, that was actually my favorite one. And then the third one was like an Arkanoid type game called Ball Breaker. And that one took me the longest because I kept getting these really awful, it's it's like RNG of which stages you're going to get. And I kept getting the worst ones where you was all black on the bottom and then you couldn't hit anything. So as it goes with these type of things, I get so close. And then when I finally hit it, I go way over and above. So I needed 70,000 for that. And I wound up with like 90,000 for I just died on purpose. Uh, so, so far, basically, you just go around from place to place and you take pictures of stuff and you change outfits. And it's just, it's very cutesy. It's not quite for the littlest of little kids because there's some puzzle elements. So, I think it was a perfect father and son game. We figured out stuff together. Um, unfortunately, there's a lot of typos. I never understand why someone just doesn't get a fluent English speaker to just proofread their games so many basic words are spelled wrong it's it's just you know how i am with that stuff but come on these are basic words spell them right put them in a spell checker looks like they are from germany oh that's fine (laughs) great find someone from not germany to 
<laughs> edit it up. Because there's some real funny content in there. Colorful characters. And just overall, I had a good time with it. Um, they spelled tourist with a Y, and then they proceeded to spell, like, Hawaii. Was, they had a version of Hawaii spelled weird, and then Fiji was spelled F-Y-G-Y. Do you think they misspelled the, the name of their game? Yes, definitely. <laughs> but that, was on, that, I think, was on purpose. Just misspelled everything. What do you think of the game graphically? I think it's a beautiful game. I like yeah. it. No, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would play more games like this. Like this, if Lego could do this, it would be outstanding. Do you even remember the game? Absolutely. What did you think of that um, that mine shaft? What did you think of that? Um, I didn't. I think that's in the last area. Oh, I have not done that. Okay. Soggy. Yeah, you do have an achievement to uh, reach the bottom of the mine. Yes. Still left. Yes, I. It's the last place we've not. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I, I I enjoyed the game. I thought it was fun. I thought um, I'm trying to remember if I thought it stayed too long. I think it was about right. Uh, I had difficulty with the surfing level, um, as you know. Did yeah, you? I did. I had a little bit of difficulty with it. That was really the only thing I had difficulty with. I was worried about the arcade games, like you were talking about, but they ended up not being so bad. Um, I think I did all the puzzles pretty much by myself. I might have looked up one solution. Uh, I think I had trouble figuring out where some of the caves were or something, some of the hidden areas. And once I figured that out, other scrolls. Yeah, once I saw yeah, something, I them, so. it kind of helped me get the rest of them. Um, but yeah, uh, I enjoyed the game. And yeah, I like the destructibility of the voxels and things like that. Um, it was a fun time. And I didn't notice all the typos. Or if I did, they didn't get on my nerves too much. But I thought it was fun. Yeah, my son says to me, Dad, how come we waiting for it to leave before we're playing it? And I'm like, shh, that's just uh, how it is sometimes. I said if we started playing it and it wasn't leaving, we probably would have put it down and gone to something else. And he said, yeah, you're right, Dad. Pretty good completion, actually. It's got a high TA, a lot of starters. Mm, 1,500. For 1,500 TA. Yeah, that's a lot for a pretty... Uh, I guess it's a harder piece. game than Mental Knight has played if he hasn't played more bigger than a 1.4 this year. all right are you ready Koosh oh I'm ready alright I'm going to let you start okay I'm going to let you start and I'm going to piggyback I'm going to piggyback on this will be my game uh, of the week as well Okay, this is not just my game of the week Uh, (laughs) I'm going to tell you right now this is off the top of my head this is the best game of 2021 uh, I cannot think of anything right Whoa. now that's been released. Now, of course, my memory is horrible. So <laughs> Freddy Spaghetti so I have too. no idea. It's definitely not, it's definitely better than Freddy Spaghetti 2. Um, oh, yeah. wow. We are Can't talking wait. about Death's Door. Now, this was a complete surprise to me when they did uh, the last showcase. I was not aware of this game at all. I don't know if they had press out about it before or whatever, but the from the second I saw this game, I had to play it. Um, Death's Door is by developer Acid Nerve. They have done um, Death's Door Windows 10 and Death's Door Xbox. That's the only thing they've done. And the uh, publisher <laughs> is one of our favorites. You know, our publisher who who only picks 
it seems, the best games or games that we end up loving is Devolver Digital. Um, really like those guys, and this is another winner. Uh, the game, I, I think when we were talking about this previously, I unfortunately listened to some of the stuff I had seen online, and I called it a roguelite. Uh, now, it is not a roguelite in the sense that the levels change uh, as you go back in. So you die, and then the level changes a little bit, then you go back in, it's randomized. None of that happens. It's, it's fixed. This game is very much like playing um, Zelda meets Dark Souls. And it is so good. Um, let me just, <laughs> The art style is amazing. Mind the music is uh, fantastic. There's one area where one of the mechanics is these little pistons that move up and down. And they're like little elevators that you can ride. And the music in the level doesn't really make sense at first. The music is good, but once those things start moving, they are in beat with the music. And it just, it really, the combination of like the physicality of, of the level doing that, you timing your movements with the music, really just, it, it does something. Um, and I was really invested in that dungeon uh, and the music. It's really fantastic. The first boss that you're fighting is like straight out of a, a Miyazaki movie, right? Like it looks like um, Spirits Within. Like this this boss is just fits right in with that. And oh, this game is fantastic because there are secrets hidden everywhere. Uh, you're you're going through, you just stumble on something. It's like it's like the old days of Zelda, where you just find something through exploration. And it just kind of blows your mind. Like, it's not given to you. Um, if you're looking, you'll find all kinds of little puzzles. You'll find things of, okay, I can get a seed if I go over to this area. Or I can find um, something. I don't know what it is, but I know that this is going to be something. So you kind of have to file it away in your memory and, and come back to it. A lot of times they'll put, like, a temple that you have to go to. Uh, or a shrine uh, that you have to get either... Uh, a gem that'll help with your health or with your magic. And um, you can't get to it yet. But you can sort of see it in like the top corner of your screen. You can see 10% of your screen. You can see this shrine. And you can tell that there's a way to get to that. But you don't know what it is. So you then start exploring the environment, poking through everything, slashing everything. Just trying to figure out, okay, well, how am I ever going to get over there? Um, and that's, it's packed. This game is packed with this stuff. There's little clues. There's there's clues written on signs. There's clues that NPCs will give you. Um, there's clues on top of uh, collectibles that you're picking up because you can actually go and look at all the collectibles and kind of rotate them. There are solutions to puzzles on collectibles. This game is just amazing. This game, out tunics, tunic. They ate tunics <laughs> lunch, man. Like, Tunic has been spinning their wheels forever trying to make Death's Door. And and if Tunic is better than Death's Door at this point, we are all in for a treat. Because this game is everything I wanted Tunic to be. Um, so I've talked about the level design. I've talked about all that fun stuff. Uh, the map itself, or the screen itself, is kind of like a 3D, uh, you know, isometric as you're kind of looking they do this thing where very infrequently you'll find a section of the map that has a secret 
And all of a sudden, the map starts to rotate, and you can see the other angle that's been hidden the entire time. And that just feels so special when they do it. You're like, oh, man, I found something. It's so crazy that just rotating the map a little bit, it, you just kind of get this electric charge. You're like, oh, I'm about to find something awesome. Uh, I'm about to find this super secret cool thing. And uh, I just love everything about this game. Now, it is a little bit challenging. Um, in fact, the hardest achievement is for going through and beating the game using the umbrella, which you can pick up right from the very beginning, and you have to for that achievement. And you can use no other weapon through the, the entire run. Um, and I have not yet done that. I currently have gone through two bosses. I'm about to go to the third boss. I think there's something after that. Um, now, Corey, I know you've mm -hmm. gotten farther. I know you spent a little bit more time in this as I've spent time with Max Payne and this. Uh, what do you think? So I echo a lot of what you've said. This is, uh, it, for me, it's in contention with Game of the Year so far. Uh, I I really loved Cause and the Wild Mask, and you haven't played that yet, so no offense. I um, but they're they're completely different genres. So uh, if we're talking uh, non-platformer, this one definitely uh, is my game of the year. And I, you kind of I didn't know if you were going to say it, and I was going to end with it, but I it, I'll just say it now. I was going to say this is the best Zelda game that we have on the <laughs> Xbox uh, for sure. Uh, and yes, I have gone a little bit further than you. I've beat the game. I'm looking at my save file right now. I've spent 13 hours, uh, in my save file, just under 92% complete. Uh, so I almost have everything, um, that I, I can do in the base game. Uh, I'm going to go around, uh, and do, I, well, if I decide to do it, which I probably will, because it is a good game, I'm going to do the, the hard mode. So one thing that you did mention is the game is a challenge. There is no difficulty selection. Uh, it's just the game. And, uh, like you said, uh, there's the way that they make it hard. It's kind of, if you want to go for this achievement, you pick up the umbrella, which does half the amount of damage as your starting weapon. Uh, and so essentially every boss has, you know, double the amount of hit points. Uh, it's kind of how you make your own hard mode. Uh, now I have opinions on achievements like that and forcing me to play a game one way, but, uh, that aside, uh, the game, was really fantastic. Um, uh, it's uh, it's kind of it was expecting a roguelite. I don't know if you sold me that or I sold myself on that, but uh, it was uh, probably pleasantly surprised that it, it's not. Uh, I, I don't know if that would have fit with this as well. Um, it just feels like you're always kind of making progress, even if you die. It's like, well, I still got some of this currency, so I can upgrade my stats. So eventually. I will up, be able to upgrade something, come back and uh, approach it differently or, you know, be able to take another hit or something. Um, so that always felt good. The puzzles, like, they're just brain racking enough to where you don't get frustrated, I don't think, at least for me. Uh, and I'm not a super big puzzle guy, so I was kind of, I was really happy about that. Uh, I, I went through the whole thing without trying to look at a guide as much as possible. Uh, I looked it up in a video, I think two times, not to figure out a puzzle, just to figure out where it's going. Cause I went around one of these temples like five times, could not figure out where I was going. The stupid me missed a locked gate in a corner of a room that I already had the key to. So it was my fault. I'm not just not figuring it out, but uh, it's, it's been super great. Um, I, I really can't say enough good things about it. Uh, I will, uh, 
I will be stack. It's one of those games where I like, okay, good. It has a stack and I, I'm mostly anti stack, but this one, uh, I think, uh, I, I will play. I, I will wait a little bit to see if they added the game pass, um, devolver digital. So pretty much got a 50, 50 shot at this point. Um, I do want to say that they published an article. They had like a hundred thousand users over all their platforms. Um, it has to be mostly PC because we have 2,600 on TA. Uh, I mean, I, I know we're a very small <laughs> minority, but you know, anyways, it's getting a lot of praise. Uh, I looked back the earliest I could find this game mentioned is March. And so we went from March and we probably really didn't even get on our radars till May, uh, based off an announcement trailer I saw with Xbox. Uh, and so, yeah, it's, that's how you do a game release. You don't do it like Tunic's doing where it's been teased for too, too long. Uh, so yeah, I, th- I think, um, I think it will give Tunic a run for its money. While I do think Tunic's more roguelike, um, I, I think so far without playing Tunic, there's a lot of similarities and, um, this one is just so good. And, uh, I would, I would recommend it to uh, a lot of people. Like I said, I've spent 13 hours in it. I probably have an hour or two left. Um, the things that it does good is it, it gets you a format of, uh, of the game. You basically kind of repeat that, you know, kind of like a, a Zelda thing with your dungeons and you get a new ability or something like that. Um, but once you play the game and you beat the story, uh, you're not done. They actually add stuff post game that throws it on its head just a little bit. Uh, it's just enough to make it good and no spoilers. Uh, but it's uh, it's been a really good time. I I've, this is one of those games I've stayed up late playing uh, just to kind of get through it. Uh, not just to get through it. I've I've enjoyed every moment with it. But um, yeah, it's just such a good game. <laughs> I just want to mention really quickly. If you find yourself with um, you know some fundage, twenty dollars, and you you buy it full price, and you start this game, if and if it's not for you, don't worry. The first achievement Koosh is will give you in. all your money back. No, no, I won't do that. <laughs> uh, but it's it, I would say the first achievement is at least an hour in. Um, oh, it, if that, like, it's you, be, yeah. I think I played three hours before getting achievement yeah unless you're specifically looking at the achievement list and going for something that's easy to get early on i don't think you're going to get it uh you know unless you play for a couple hours there is one thing one nit i'd like to pick and that is that there's no map um there's no map at all now this kind of goes back to the old old days of gaming where you would kind of like you know they didn't have maps so you'd have to make your own map and that's the sort of thing i kind of felt myself thinking oh man i really should have been taking notes but really, I want the game to do it for me. <laughs> so at some point, I would like some sort of map. It doesn't have to be exact, like this room goes to this room, goes to this room. But just give me like a fog of war map. That would tell like me. Like zones. Just tell yeah, you the zones. just give me a zone. Kind of gives you a general layout of them. in. Exactly. Because I, I looked at one video because I got stuck in this one dungeon. Now, I thought I was completely out, you know, soft-locked out of progression because of this one door. I couldn't go through. I saw that it was open. I couldn't go through it. I was like, clearly I can go through this door. I'm pretty sure that inside of that door was a, a seed. And that's all it was. When the gate lifts up, you pick up a seed or you pick up like a little glowy orb and get some experience from that. I think that's all that was behind that door. But I kept thinking that that was the way to progress to get through the level. I was, I was racking my brain and I said, oh, geez, it's taking forever. I'm going to watch a video of just this level and I'm just going to, I'm going to very carefully watch and just see how they get through it. Cause I've already gotten halfway through it. I've gotten two of the doors 
two of the things unlocked that I need to unlock. I have two more things to unlock. And as I was watching it, uh, I, fi I finally figured out where I needed to go. And it was in a corner of a level that you really only pass through if you're progressing through the level naturally. And because I had gotten past that point, I skipped a little corner and that corner was important. <laughs> it was very important to finish the level. So I went back and did it. Unfortunately, when I did that, I saw a gameplay element that I had not discovered naturally and I felt robbed. <laughs> an op it was an optional gameplay element. Well, no, it's not even that. optional because I think you need it to get um you need well, to get through to get some puzzles. Well, to get 100% for sure. I don't think you need it to get through a puzzle. Oh, I think okay. you can get I think you can get by without doing it at all. I was robbed of joy though. Like to discover that mechanic <laughs> sure, sure. To, to to feel like a genius when you find that mechanic that they don't tell you how to do but you figure it out on your own. I was robbed. So I <laughs> I felt a little bit sad about that, that I, I, I ruined that for myself. I couldn't figure that out as I was going. Um, there is a character, there's an NPC. In, I know we're going long. There's an NPC in this, in this game that I think is hilarious. Um, and that character serves as a cleanup assistant. Like it, he'll tell you um, things that are happening in like very vague terms across the three zones saying, if you go behind this house and you look for a whatever in the whatever, you'll find a path and that will take you to something good. But he says it in a rhyme and he does that for each of the zones. And then you go and you find that thing and you come back to him. He tells you a new clue for each of those zones. So that's a little bit repetitive, but they do have quick travel. So it's not so bad. Um, but I just love that. Cause if you want to tease it out and you want to go do the exploring and get just a little hint, they do that in game. Um, and you don't have to go through a guide and, and ruin the whole thing and just go point to point. If you want to enjoy the game, they really allow you to tease out those, those special discoveries and man this is this is my game of the year so far i <laughs> i just love it and i'm gonna stop now uh that is death's yeah. door <laughs> yeah and uh no spoilers but you are not done with uh that your favorite character with uh once you beat the the story the game fantastic uh, i love it you're not done with him uh also one other thing there's no voice acting in this game it's all text-based uh i think that kind of adds to it i don't know if uh if having voices would have done anything to me. Oh, oh, I can't believe I almost forgot it. Also in the most nonsensical way that you would have never thought of, uh, it does one of the best pop culture references, and I'll just leave it at that. Hey, it, I've, I've mentioned it before, <laughs> and it, it if I see that in a game, game gets an A-plus for me. And Interesting. It it and, yeah. <laughs> I must have missed that reference. Uh, did I get to it yet, or is it later? Oh, you, you would have got to it. Okay. It's after the we'll first talk. boss, I think. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk. Maybe I saw it and, and just uh, passed on it. Yeah. yeah. Get, get your people in touch with my people. We'll figure it out. We'll do. All right. That was Death's Door. Definitely go check that out. Uh, do you have anything else, Elle, besides the tourist that you want to talk about? Well, I have my game of the year. Oh, come on. From 2000. Shenmue. 2000 and what? <laughs> Uh, well, actually, it came out in 1999 in <laughs> oh, Japan. God. It came out in 2000 in the U.S. On what system? I'm going to guess the Dreamcast. Oh, very Nailed good. it. 9999. It was a very good guess. Also, both of you picked Sega games. Just throwing that out there. Hmm. Yes. I didn't know it was. You cannot dress like, you cannot dress like Sonic and Shin. I didn't know it was Sega until I looked tonight. 
Olympic game? Yeah, I had no idea that it was Sega. I just I knew it was free play weekend, so I grabbed oh. it and I didn't know anything about it. Uh, but yeah, it was Sega. Oh, Sonic was a clue. Mm, yeah, I just figured anyway. I just figured he was part of the Olympics. But tie in. <laughs> he's one of the mascots. He flies yeah, over. He just thought it was like a Tokyo thing. Parade. Like, like, like he's yeah. contractually obligated Sonic to appear anywhere in Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying not to sound, sound yeah. stupid, but yeah, that's, that's exactly <laughs> what I thought. <laughs> that's impossible for us to do uh, that. So anyway, real brief, Shenmue, I think, is responsible for things like GTA existing. It is, you got your open world, you got your, 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 uh, your oh my God, the, the time elements where for for better or worse you know you have a time you have a clock and, and some stores are open at certain times and you can only do certain tasks at a certain time so on one hand it's cool but on the other hand it could be limiting and you're just waiting for the clock to tick so you can do stuff um, but ultimately yeah this game is very polarizing just overall but graphics are amazing the soundtrack was amazing um <laughs> Even if the main character and all the other characters never change their clothes from day to day. I wish they had something where you could change your clothes. You're always in the same outfit. Because <laughs> especially with the passage of time and it tells you what date it is and stuff like that. You'd definitely be smelling pretty right in that t-shirt and leather jacket. Um, the other th- big thing people remember from this game is the voice acting. Every single thing is voice acted with very monotone talking. Oh, how are you? Have you seen the Landy? I see. It's just very, very monotone, but there's a ton of it. So whenever you need clues, you go around and you talk to the characters, and for every new thing you find, you can go back and talk to those same characters, and they will give you new hints. So there's a lot to do. Uh, As far as the remake... They didn't really add much to the Xbox One version. You you bought one and two together. Um, I've only done the first game so far. There's a walkthrough on TA. It's moderately well done. I did have to consult some some walkthroughs on GameFAQs. Remember those days? Because a couple things were not exactly clear of when things opened up with the time. But other than that, it was pretty well done. The completion is not hard. The hardest thing, I think, was the forklift racing. But you get five tries at it. And if you have a save there, you could try as many times as you want. But you get five tries at it. I did it on the fifth try, so I did it on my last try. A lot of missables. Yeah. Um, and the good thing about that is you can use the walkthrough and it won't spoil any of the game's plot. It'll just tell you where to look out for the missable achievements. That's good. And it also, for better or worse, introduced the world to quick time events. There's a lot of moments. Oh, where this you game have sucks. Hit left A, B, but the walkthrough will tell you exactly when it's gonna come. And if you keep an eye there, you'll you'll pass everything in no time. Don't you dare say it sucks. <laughs> it, I know Samidi is a big shit. Does it graphically like look good? <laughs> Think about 1999. So no. Yes. Okay, don't think about 1999. Three years after Space Jam. <laughs> oh, oh, that makes yes, sense. Yes, it graphically looks very good, yes. Okay, so this came out 
this props. came out because like they were, they did a three, right? That was like a big deal. And they like remastered. Three was, was a Kickstarter, right? Three was the crowdfunded game for PlayStation. Right, right. Oh, well, there's a Windows stack at least. <laughs> One and two. Uh, yes, I noticed. Yeah, I noticed in my research that for whatever reason, Shenmue one and two have their own a thousand points, but Shenmue one and two on Win Ten are combined for two thousand points. Corey, do you remember um, Virtua Fighter? I do. So yeah. let me just say that the graphics are basically taking a character from Virtua Fighter and letting them walk <laughs> around the level. That's that's the level of graphics. Oh, gosh, like. stop it! That was not good back in the day when I no, played. It is not. It is not polygonal though. It is good. It's better. It's pretty close. It's way better. Okay, there's like there's like five more polygons. <laughs> yeah. And the characters. Um, damn it! <laughs> well, I feel like you would like this. Nate, if you played it. I'm sure that I will like this and I will play this. Uh, a buddy picked this up for me and sent it to me, so I will uh, I will be playing that at some point. Oh, yeah, yeah he's a good guy. Here. <laughs> yeah, follow the walkthrough. There's some fighting involved also, I guess, since you're a karate man. And you learn moves throughout. And there's a couple of fights that are a little bit difficult, including the famous 70-man fight. You fight 70 guys in a row. And once you do that, you unlock that uh, on the main menu. You can just do it whenever you want. It's pretty fun. Most of them just go down in one hit, so it's really not that bad. It's like if yeah, uh, you're playing GTA, but there's nobody in the streets. I, f- I found a video. <laughs> yeah. Do your research, people. You have to be, you have to be um, dedicated for this one. <laughs> it's a product of its time. It's definitely not aged well in some respects, but you will see it has influenced a lot of games. I promise. Well, I don't doubt that. I just and I'm and I'm all I for game preservation, has. but I just like we didn't and need this. I'm just saying. I have never played Shenmue two, even though I got it for the OG Xbox twenty years ago and never played. That sounds it. like a bad habit, bad boy. I know it's a very bad habit. Lots of them, <laughs> and uh, I look forward to playing it because. One kind of ends on a uh, a to be continued type of thing, a cliffhanger. So I'm anxious to get right back into number two. Got to throw it in the game collection and hope it shows up on RTDL. Uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe I'll start it either way. Doubt. Well, uh, so yeah, <laughs> let us know what you think of Shenmue in podcast discussion. Somebody must like it. Somebody. Somewhere. Uh, speaking of uh, bad habits and the ones that we uh, go with about buying new games, uh, this week is uh, an excellent time to indulge in your bad habit because not only is there a regular sale, there is an ultimate game sale. Uh, the ultimate game sale, also known as the Xbox Summer Sale, uh, has over 500 games and it goes for two weeks. So the, some of these that we're going to talk about don't go off sale until August 6th. Uh, the other ones uh, will just go off August second. Uh, normally, in normal week sales. So, whatever you hear, look it up quick, just in case. So, uh, uh, you got to put some. You got to put some Vince McMahon in there. It's, it's the ultimate summer sale. Well, don't forget, uh, there's the also person. a spotlight sale going on as well, where they're going to spotlight 
particular games um, for each week. It's, it's different than the ultimate summer sale or the ultimate game sale. Oh yeah, they spotlighted like yeah. fairy the summer sale or no? It's it's a summer, it's spotlight. summer spotlight. Yeah, I think I just I, saw I, it today. Just saw I didn't know that there was a. I didn't know there was a sale pertaining to those. Yes. Well, I think they want you to just buy it. <laughs> while it's I, in saw, the I saw. I saw a video, like a promo reel, and I was like, "That's on Game Pass. That's on Game Pass." I'm pretty sure there was a sale, a sale price associated, but I could be wrong. It just popped up today, and wanted to make sure people were aware and looking for it. Either way, um, Death Door is yeah. in it. So, is it? Okay, it is. Okay. It was one of the highlighted games. Well, regardless. Um, I've found a couple games. Uh, one I don't know if I'm going to get. Uh, it's called Kentucky Route Zero TV Edition, I'd say. Oh, that's the state you live in. No, that's Dino Bowl. Um, <laughs> this is a, uh, it says it's a point and click. Uh, I only know about it because it has very, very high praise. And it's a $30, $25 game. And it's on sale for 15 Lowest it's ever been. And I know we have some point and click fans. And, um, and you know what? If it gets... Cover. Richard Chief. Really, the dog pulled me in. <laughs> Is a dog wearing a hat? I, okay. I thought there might be a chance that that uh, was one of the things that got your interest. So, I, I, I don't know. It point and click like turns me off, but I know he has some point and click fans, and this one is supposedly a good one, and it's at its lowest price ever. So, Kentucky Route Zero. Uh, something I did pick up was SpongeBob, the uh, the rehydrated edition that came out uh, last year. <laughs> I, I bought it. It's 20 bucks uh give or take uh normally 30 i played part of the first level and uh my my kid just loves it it's not something that she could really control because she's not great with the uh, hand-eye coordination in a 3d world but um she liked to watch it and she's like i like to watch you play and i'll take that i also took a page out of the noth handbook the rail bait handbook and uh against my better judgment because Apparently, I don't know myself. I bought Resident Evil 2. That is uh, $16 down from 40 I debated on the trilogy with 4, 5, and 6 or Resident Evil 2. Uh, they were like similarly priced, and they said, go for 2. Oh, you got to get one also, Corey. Just do it. Too. Oh, yeah. It was Games with Gold. I should, I should just download dollars. it. $5. I'll gift you the goddamn thing. Uh, I don't know. Price. But is what 2 said. is apparently really, really good, and it's on a really, really good sale. Uh, I believe it's probably the lowest price ever as well. So, yeah, that's what I picked out for you guys. What did you pick out, Koosh? That's the remake, right? R-E, Resident Evil, get it? Remake? Possibly. Yeah. So I have not filled out my my card yet. Also, quick reminder, make sure you activate your punch card. Did they do that this time? Do you have to activate the punch card? I think I heard oh. there was no activation. Yeah, they probably got slammed for that in the past. Because in the past, you had to activate the card and then make your purchases. I think you are right. I think I did notice that difference this time. So forget what I said about that. However, I have not started my card yet or started earning towards my $5 back, $4 back, whatever it is. Um, but one I might pick up for myself assassin's creed origins gold i think that was 20 bucks or 15 bucks or something i didn't put it down because I, I i just remember remembered now as you were talking about stuff that you bought for yourself what i'm going to recommend that you spend your money on that i'm not purchasing but maybe maybe is the yakuza remastered collection this includes three four and five and it's 26 dollars and 80 cents down from 40 so i think i think that's a pretty good price if you want all those games um, I'm tempted. I'd love to see it go lower. 
Um, so I don't know about that. And then also That's a thousand hours of fun right there. Yeah, it's, three a lot of, it's a lot of game uh, for that $27. Um, also a lot of game. Watch Dogs Legion Gold Edition finally hit the magical price. It is $40 down from $100. So it, it beat that 50% price. Uh, and I am tempted, but I know, I just know that, that six months from now, five, six months from now, um, I have not, not, math is hard. I know that by the end of the year, it's going to be even cheaper. So I'm probably going to hold on. You think so? I think That's so. pretty low. It's pretty low, but I think it's going to go lower. Um, now a game that I think is fun and Corey, you might like this if you like death store area. Uh, it is $3 down from 30. Now I know, I know it's an action RPG and it takes place at a musical school and all the weapons are musical instruments. Uh, it sounds weird. Um, but it's not, $3. Me. It's $3. You got me interested <laughs> now. Yeah. You should check it out and see if maybe I, I played it and I did not go back to it. I do want to go back and finish it off. I know that's a big selling point, uh, <laughs> but I, but then again, I do that with a lot of games. Um, I do want to finish this one off. And I Bad think habit. this is a great price. $3 <laughs> down from 30. So check it out. It is, I don't think I've seen it this cheap in a long time. A game I was interested in. And I think I've recommended before gods will fall. Certainly feels a little bit like death's door. Uh, it's another action RPG or action adventure. I should say not action RPG. It's $10 down from 25. Uh, I recommend you check that out and see if it's for you as well. And finally rogue stormers. I've talked about it before, but it's been a while. It's $4 down for 20. It's a roguelite platformer running gun, and it is a lot of fun. And at four bucks, you cannot beat that price. Uh, one thing that I just looked up, I didn't have it on any list, but you reminded me of it because if Watch Dogs is on sale, that probably means Immortals Phoenix Rising is, and that gold edition is $40 as well. Ooh, do lowest it. Lowest it's ever been. Do it. That was 2020's game of the year. Yeah, I don't have the. The DLC, so it's even tempting for me. Unless Ori came out in 2020. In either case, it's co-game of the year. <laughs> co-game of the year. Worst case. Uh, L, what what do you got on your list here? Uh, well, if you want to know what the game of the year was in 1980-something, uh, <laughs> it was probably either Castlevania or Contra. Both of those series have game collections on sale for $5, normally 20 And I've been talking about those since they were on sale for $10. I think I should probably pick them up now. I did some quick research on the complete all games achievement for Castlevania. And the solution says that it is glitched. And to make sure you have safe states before the final boss of all the games, just in case. That kind of sucks. I'm curious if anybody's experienced that. Looks like Mental Knights completed it recently. Uh, let me know, because I'm curious. And another collection that I'm interested in, since I mentioned this game a couple weeks ago as well, is Scribblenauts Mega Pack, which is $8 down from 40 And this is, I believe, was what I was thinking of when I thought of Scribblenauts, where you are typing a bunch of words so, yeah, I picked three collection games. I guess I'm turning into a Mr. Latin. But, yeah, that that uh, is a pretty good sale for the, the ultimate sale. What do you think came first, Contra or Castlevania? Ooh. 
Castlevania. Home releases. Home releases. I think Castlevania. <sighs> I mean, yeah, I, I can see. Contra, I can see. I will go Contra since he went Castlevania. You would go <laughs> the wrong way. Castlevania uh, came out in ninety in eighty seven. Contra in eighty eight. At least uh, eighty seven. I think was the uh, the U.S. port for Castlevania. Apparently, uh, Contra was uh, originally a coin operated arcade game. Yes. Yeah. Right. So you, you old and people would know that. Xbox 360. <laughs> it had an Xbox 360. Uh, it was so much better in the arcade, arcade too. I mean, and it's two player. You know, it's a two player co op. Great game. Definitely the most. It's the most popular instance of the Konami code because you got thirty lives instead of three. Right. Right. And without it. You could not beat the game, and with it, you could beat the game. And even if you lost all thirty lives and you continued, you would get thirty more lives. So yeah, it, <laughs> it was, didn't matter. <laughs> it was great. I definitely, definitely didn't die though. No, no. Well, as we are recording this on the twenty seventh of July, we are no doubt going to get podcasted, and we do not know the games with gold. Uh, you will likely know them when this comes out, and we will tell you about them next week. Game Pass, we will also probably get podcasts as well. <laughs> uh, we do know that GTA V is being removed after a short three-month uh, visit, but I think that's kind of the uh, the norm for these uh, these big Rockstar games. So there you go. Uh, hopefully we'll have a lot of information on that next week at the live show Ooh. on twitch.tv slash AH101. And now that brings me to the Coming real soon section. We each have picked a game that is coming out in the following week. Starting with Tuesday, August 3rd, I have picked the game In Soul Mind. Now, this is not a game that necessarily speaks sound. to me. Sound Mind. In Sound Mind. That's exactly <laughs> what I said. It's a prequel. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> this is not a game that speaks to me necessarily, but I think it will speak to uh, a good portion of our audience. It's an imaginative 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 i can't say this word uh it's a first person psychological use your imaginative first person psychological horror (laughs) with frenetic because that's a word puzzles unique boss fights oh my gosh unique boss fights and original music by the living tombstone now i don't know who they are but if they uh are being mentioned by name they must be pretty good it must be amazing yeah Definitely yeah. great. Um, like the graphics don't look bad, but they're not you know, you know, nothing great. Um it's a game published by Modus and I I I think their games are pretty good, the ones that they pick out. So uh I think there is a little bit of clout there. Uh it's getting like a lot of good previews for its story. It is being made by people who made what's this game called um uh i've never heard of it before but they made this game called nightmare house 2 apparently that was really big on the uh horror genre and so they're making this game Uh, if any of that sounds good to you you like some really good horror related gameplay uh maybe check this one out I, i think that it will probably end up being not bad uh, if that is your jam. So that's uh, that's Tuesday, August 3rd's release. Uh, looks like next on the list... Modus Games has been uh, knocking them out of the park lately. I know, yeah. They're like... Like, if I see Modus Games, I instantly 
check out whatever it is because yeah it, it could be yeah. good uh next on our hand-picked list is uh, a game that kush wants to tell you about that comes out on thursday august 5th yes and that game is dodgeball academia academia depending on where you live uh Explore and uncover the secrets of Dodgeball Academia's vast, diverse, and full-of-life campus, full-blown RPG story mode, complete with episodes, main quests, side quests, and mini-games. Unlock and upgrade characters through an RPG-style character and party progression, blah, 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 blah. It's got Dodgeball. It it looks... Yeah. yeah. And there's Dodgeball Combat. Yes, it mentions, you know, turn-based stuff, and it looks a little bit turn-based, but it also looks kind of action-y. The art style here is really what drew me in looks a lot like a um, a cartoon network show um those those cartoons the more recent ones like having to do the yeah i'm trying to look such. it up i thought it was like yeah a play on a tv show yeah, the art style just makes you think this like from cartoon network uh and uh it looks interesting um i i feel like i having picked first maybe picked the best game this week <laughs> Uh, and I feel bad for you guys, but um, yeah, I think you should check this out. The, it's definitely very bright and colorful, and it looks like it's got a lot of stuff going on in this game. The attacks look more varied than just throw ball at person, catch ball. There's uh, like special balls, there's special attacks, there's um, multiple dodgeballs going on in waves and in circles and all kinds of crazy stuff. So this looks more than just dodgeball. Uh, it looks like a fantastic combination of uh, Super Dodgeball and an RPG. So uh, I recommend you check it out. Uh, another good publisher. It's it's being published by Humble Games. And I think that they make really good games, too. They do. Or I pick agree. really good games. I agree. All right. Thank you. You're just being humble. Humble. Yes. And L. Dodged a bullet. You have picked a game coming out on Friday, August 6th. What was that? You didn't pick the one I said that oh. you should pick. Oh, no. I didn't. Because <laughs> I was looking at YouTube videos. I was wondering if this one would found, draw you in. <laughs> I found nothing. No, actually, I found a game called No Thing, which is a very strange name for a game. Ah, <sighs> Yeah, so basically, this game came out in 2016 on Steam. And... I was watching some YouTubes and my mind was blown. I thought I was watching Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, some kind of crazy acid trip. Basically, it's a 3D endless runner and you can go left, you can go right, and that's about it. But it's not easy. The YouTube commenters were commenting how hard it was and that. But they were also saying that it was addictive and just one more run, one more run, one more run. And they were also saying that the soundtrack was very good as well uh, I also watched a review of it that basically said it was awful and boring with that said it's showing up as four dollars right now on Steam and I believe it's two dollars on the switch do you guys know if there is a price minimum on the Xbox you know how the switch will sometimes have games for like a penny okay I, I've definitely never seen a I've, penny game I've never seen a penny <laughs> I have. I have gotten a game for a penny on the Xbox. Oh, on no, no, the Xbox. Xbox. Yeah, I've never seen a penny on the Xbox. Oh, oh. $2 maybe? 
is the cheapest I've seen, two or three dollars. Well, I knew, yeah, on sale. Fractured mines for games. Maybe I, I know for like other stuff, it's been a dollar. Like the minimum, like for any sort of DLC or add-on, as far as I can recall, was a dollar. Yes, definitely on sale. They're having games for a dollar. That is true. But I'm curious. Yeah, and so um, it, just to kind of, if people can't get an idea of what this looks like, um, you kind of mentioned it open like a, a acid trip 3D runner. I it it basically plays like Infinity Runner. I know a lot of people have played that uh, that naked wolf game. Uh, it's like that, but one color at a time. <laughs> and I don't yes. see any enemies so far. It looks, it looks like the list is out. So there's an achievement for beating the first 10 levels, so 10 achievements. And then score 500 points and score 1,000 points, whatever that means. Uh, the There is a full run on YouTube that's about 35 minutes, so it's not a long game if you know what you're doing. Uh, so that is no thing. From Forever Entertainment. Yeah, this is this is probably worth a few bucks uh, if you like the runner games. It's, I could have fun with it. Uh, oh, looks like it's on Windows also. Corey, I know we said we weren't going to do it, but I think you should. I think you should just tell people. Uh-oh. <laughs> just briefly. Uh, okay, I wasn't, but I uh, also on Thursday, August fifth, uh, Curse of the Dead Gods, which is on sale this week <laughs> for Xbox for half off, ten bucks. You should buy it. Yeah, you should. Just buy uh, it. it is a roguelite. <laughs> That is getting a stack uh, on Windows 10. So, good stuff. All right. And um, nice. we never voted before, but I think if I were to vote, yeah, Dodge by Academia is probably the, the pick of the week. Uh, minus Curse of the Dead Gods. You know, we won't give repeats. Right, right. Uh, we can't count that. The time of day. But uh, Dodge by Academia does look like the most fun out of all of them. Uh, but no thing looks like uh, one of the shorter ones. So whatever uh, is your cup of tea there. <laughs> I, I would pass on that one, even if it was free. I think. <laughs> okay. Free to play weekend? <laughs> no, I, I, no, I wouldn't do that either. <laughs> I, I don't think. Unless somebody told me to do it, I don't think so. But come on, man. The year is 1994, and it is the future. <laughs> I mean, that was a good year. Not going to lie. Two two years before Space Jam. Um <laughs> Contest, uh, <laughs> Gamertag Challenge, Koosh. People need to get their entries in because we will do Absolutely. that next week. And we'll pick our new Gamertag on the live show. Well, we'll pick it ahead of time, but we'll tell you on the live show. There will absolutely not be any hints in the channel beforehand. Freem. Wink, wink. Uh, speaking of uh, picking winners, that's when we're going to have the patron drawing. So if you're not a patron and you want to be included in that drawing, get in on that action and we will draw that. Moving on to, I gotta get this uh, No Thing soundtrack out of my brain. It's playing right now. Uh, moving, yeah, it's good. Uh, moving on to Brad Camp. We got completions as we do every week, and we're gonna start with Oz Buffanatic. He has completed two hundred and fifty. What? Did I say it right? <laughs> You're not supposed to oh, say Oz, it. Right? We have Oz Buffy Boy. <laughs> Buffy two hundred and fifty <laughs> game. But Buffy Mate. He's he's Australian. <laughs> I think. Yes, sure it is. <laughs> uh, Freaky Row has completed 300 games. That uh, that old guy on that generally Gen Xbox uh, segment, Dub D23, Dub D23 has completed 350 games. Bastion Reader and Retro Cheap 1969 have completed 450 games each. And Noth Ultra, they had a baby, have completed not and actually Noth. 
did both of theirs together. He did 900 right. completed games. <laughs> yeah, but he only plays baby games. So that, like, well, baby it, games, console commands, yeah. As it turns out everyone yeah, is yeah. apparently playing baby games because there's nothing to report on ratio no. this week. <laughs> In streaks, we have Fluttery Chicken currently on a 450 day achievement win streak. We have Prince It currently on a 550 day achievement win streak. We have Elroy OMJ on 1450 day achievement win streak. Oh, and I think um, Mr. Planting 42 hit eight years. Yeah, but we're going by 50s and hundreds, so. Oh, yeah, so, so when he gets to the next right, 50 or 100, we will, we will announce his number. The, the algorithm didn't catch it. Yes. Maybe, maybe at 50 years. It, yeah. <laughs> Quick shout out to Planting, who helped me with some Minecraft achievements the other day. It was well appreciated. Thank you for that. Just, uh, do you know off the top of your head where he is on that leaderboard? Like, roughly? Eight no. years seems pretty long. Minecraft? No, no streaks. Oh. He's, you mean he's below me. Uh, so well, most people are below you. No comment. Survivalist, who just started a brand new gamer tag, already is at 5,000 gamer score. More on him later. Freedom Girl has reached 250,000, as well as ASU Unknown. It was actually AS Unknown. Wait, <laughs> does that mean like age and sex is unknown? Did I just hear something? Arizona State University. Yeah. In known. <laughs> No. Do you remember the old ASL. chat rooms? ASL, yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's a brand new <laughs> yeah. to the brand new to the Discord today is Trap Chef Sanji. Brand new to the Discord and sent us a friend request on TA, so snuck him in there. Three hundred thousand gamer score. Welcome aboard. Saucy Slingo has four hundred thousand gamer score and RPG Davy has eight hundred thousand gamer score. Uh, Freedom Girl has 500 TA score. Lego had 1.5 TA score. Uh, 1.5 million, I guess. And Inferno with 2.3 million TA score. In leaderboards, Chesno has a... Fa- oh my gosh, he's in the top 1,000 of the Gamer Score leaderboard for Windows. Death Dealers is in the top 2,000 of the USA Gamer Score and top 10, excuse me, top 100 of the Ohio Completed Games leaderboard. Inferno's in the top 200 gamer score leaderboard for fighting. Jeblach is in the top 20 of the Navascadia True Achievement leaderboard for open world. That joke will never die. Thank you, Dinable. Michael KV is in the top 2,000 of the gamer score leaderboard for Windows. This is a good one. Retro Chief 1969 is now in the top 20 of the North Carolina True Achievement leaderboard for Connect Required. And this one made me chuckle. Survivalist. Put himself on the survival leaderboard, and he is already in the top fifty thousand <laughs> with a brand new tag. What is different about it? I it thought this was chuckle. his tag. I I don't know. Maybe he, um, maybe the L is really a one. Uh, or, I don't know. Maybe maybe he did some some, some elite business. speak trickery. In brag camp, it's all about football today. Preacher spelled backwards. Completed Football Manager Manager 2021. And in doing so, he completed the entire series. That's a lot of spreadsheets. Now, what I didn't realize... What I didn't realize is that they took a break. So there's Football Manager 2006, 2007, 2008. And then the next one's 2019, 2020, and 2021. So that's very interesting to me. I think it was it some kind very of... Very long a, break. Like a semi 
big deal when that came back. People were pretty happy about that. I think so. Well, you well, you know, speaking Europeans about someone who's were... happy about that. Yeah, speaking of a European who's happy about that, Hatton ninety bragged about the fact that he just purchased Football Manager two thousand seven on eBay, and was immediately made fun of for buying a two hundred hour game that is uh, almost fifteen years old. <laughs> but he's into that sports leaderboard, so gotta catch them all. I would like to throw on a brag. I finished the Max Payne level 50 grind this past week. Uh, right now? I, I actually old. finished it last... Well, I finished it today. In the, well, yesterday, because today's 12.03 right now. I finished it at 3... 3.30-ish <laughs> a.m. Um, yesterday morning, oh. I, I had like eight runs left when I was about to go to bed. And I was like, well, what's with eight more runs? <laughs> so I did that. But the achievement wouldn't pop until I got into a multiplayer match. So I got into a multiplayer match yeah. the next morning, uh, and the achievement popped. And I would like to thank uh, Freemhole, who showed up for a little bit before he realized how horrible the grind was. So he got what he could, and he got out. Uh, dude with a face, who's been there for XP, Vulgar, who's been there for uh, just about everything. Uh, Matism, who didn't have a whole lot to get, but was there helping with XP. Thug, who was also in the same boat as me, and basically was starting from scratch, I think. And Crandy. Crandy made a surprise uh, appearance one night. And uh, yeah, so I'd like to thank those guys for helping and for oh, motivation. Nice. And uh, definitely Mattism for the motivation to get to 50 and get it done. Uh, yeah, knocked it out. And uh, I'm happy about that one. And a couple of Zed guys in there. Yeah. Nice to see. Now, uh, I can't wait for you to uh, stay with this game and complete it. I'm tempted to do it. I'm so good at the game now. <laughs> or at least level 4.1 uh, that I can do that with my eyes closed. So um, that part of the game, <laughs> I, I want to carry on with it. I do want to do that. I don't know that I will. You know, we got a scent this week. So new games. Got to love them. All right. <laughs> that will do it for uh, another week in the life of Achievement Hunting 101. This podcast Please, please, please come by our Twitch channel next Tuesday, which the date on the calendar says August 3rd. We'll be doing this part live, playing a game beforehand. I'm busy. Hopefully. Uh, we, we might just be downloading updates. We're pretty good at that. Uh, but regardless, uh, it's always a fun time. <laughs> uh, the chat is always going, and I can't ever keep up because we're doing podcasts at the same time. But... Uh, it does seem pretty fun in there, and uh, we have our giveaways, uh, even to people just watching. You don't have to support us in any other way other than watch the, the thing. Um, and so there you go. Uh, otherwise, uh, we'll take your subscriptions there, Patreon, uh, follows, all that good stuff. Find us and uh, come hang out. And uh, yeah, if you would, please, please, please also stick around as I stall and tell you that uh, a back-to-back is coming up right after this with uh, three of your favorite, favorite voices. And we will be followed up by a lovely walk pale, as we always are, to see us on the way out. So thank you again for listening to us three, and we hope to see you next week. Oh, well, bye. bye. Have a good day, everyone. Goodbye, Death Store. That was my walk impersonation. Was it good? No, he says, have a nice day, bro. Damn it.
Welcome to Back to Back, where we get together to discuss those non-backward compatible games in our backlogs. I am Freakyro here, subbing in for Matrark. Hopefully I can do a good job in representing her and moving on with this. Let me introduce the other two members I have with me. First, we'll start over here in the States, hailing from Texas, but now in Tennessee. He is our favorite Achievement man in Tennessee, Elroy OMJ. Elroy, how are you doing? Oh, man. Uh, Bray Rocker, man. You should have co-favorites, you know. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, I'm doing all right. Yeah, if I, if I had stayed in Texas, I think I would be number one in the state. I, I'm still a little salty about that. And for some reason, Tennessee is like stupid. It's like I have 1.3 million and I'm like number four. It makes no sense. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's as easy as just changing your setting on trueachievements.com. You don't... <laughs> You don't have to be where you, you live. Set the, you can just say that he's in Texas then, huh? There you go. Just yeah. find the state. So um, so being from Texas, um, I, I wanted to uh, ask you, what is your favorite Texas state park? Texas state park, Possum Kingdom. Oh, man, that is the answer I was looking for. 100% correct. Ding, ding. Nice. They even made a song about it. Man. Yes, they that's did. A, yes, yes. That's was... like the only freaking lake that's near where I grew up, which is Wichita Falls. If you wanted to take a, a boat out or something like that, we always had to go to Possum Kingdom because there just was no water in the part of Texas I lived in. <laughs> no, that's great. No, I was looking it up today. I was like, oh, well, you know, I know I know all about the, the, the possum the possum squad and everything. <laughs> so I was like, well, let's look up Possum Kingdom because I knew about the song. And then I realized oh, it was yeah, a Texas absolutely. State smart. So I was like, all right, sweet. I hope he knows this. Moving on to our second person. Let's not forget this man from across the pond. Um, I, I know that everybody plays into, you know, the favorite the favorite Scotsman that we have here uh, in AH101, but we all know he's not Scottish. He is our favorite yes. Irishman, Chewy oh. on Ice. Chewy, how you doing? I'm, well, I was all right, and I'm not so sure. Bring back Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> Chewy, what, what, uh, what game do you have for us that's non-backward compatible that you have been looking at? Okay, so I have played a game. It's a little game. Uh, it's a 400 It's pointer. not a real game. It's a, it's a it's 400. Not, it's not a real game. <laughs> it's a little game. It's Emphasis like a baby game. Little. It's a baby game. Way back in 2018, uh, I played a little game called Xenoclash Ultimate Edition. And then last month, I decided to pick up the sequel, uh, Xenoclash Two, and you might be wondering, that's a game I've never heard of, Xeno Clash. What the heck is a Xeno Clash? And that's because this is probably one of the weirdest, most obscure, strange little games and sequels you will have ever come across. It's an odd little thing. So uh, it's classified as a beat 'em up. They're both classified yeah. as beat 'em ups, um, but I think you would probably be somewhat misled in thinking that because. You know, if I think beat 'em up, I think side scrolling, guys coming in from left and right, punch, 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 kick, 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 throw, and then just moving on the level, right? And, and they all pretty much follow that same formula, without uh, deviating too much. Sometimes, sometimes you, uh, sometimes you take the time to pee on the ground, and then people slip on it. Yeah, too. yeah. and sometimes it's vertical instead of from side to side as well. <laughs> vertical beat 'em ups. So Xena Clash is a first person beat-em-up. It's actually, I'd say, mechanically more similar to a first-person shooter in that you have that first-person perspective, but instead of guns, you got uh, you got, you got your, your, your fists uh, doing all the talking. And if you've ever played Condemned, I'd say mm -hmm. it's quite, it's actually more functionally similar to a Condemned game, but without the horror. Okay. Instead of the horror, though, you get plenty of weirdness. Absolute nutcase 
drug-induced, complete and utter weirdness. So the first game you play as a character called Gat. And he is one of a number of uh, brothers and sisters who all look entirely different. They're all from different species. Uh, you've got, you've got a, a bird face guy, uh, a <laughs> troll face dude, a monkey face guy. Uh, you're the only, pretty much the only normal looking one of the whole bunch. Has anyone got a horse face? The, I'll say horse basically, face people, but. Absolutely anything you can think of, uh, they've thrown in there. And nice. you are all the children of a hermaphroditic character called Father Mother. Okay. <laughs> literally, literally hermaphroditic. Uh, and basically, uh, you decide at one point that, and I won't, won't give too many things away, but Father Mother isn't quite the benevolent parent that they seem to be. And you spend uh, the entire game kind of rebelling against your father, mother, and fighting off your brother-sisters, uh, as it were, in the land of Xenozoic. Throughout the game, the first game, this is, uh, you, you explore various very strange places, punching and kicking a bunch of very strange creatures until you end up getting yourself to father-mother. And the sequel basically is more of the same, except in this case, spoiler alert, father and mother is not the enemy uh, the person that you brought in in the first game to help fight father mother you decide isn't the person you want to help so you end up joining father mother in order to beat the person you brought in to beat father mother in the first game okay. does that make sense yeah i think so i think i'm following <laughs> perfectly yes, yes. i mean it's just it's just such an odd weird little thing uh, all of the creatures are just surrealistic nightmarish like it feels like the kind of game that was made by people on drugs for people on drugs okay uh, just so, so, to, so the drinker pro's got nothing on this one there okay so i'm sending you a, an image of one of the characters uh from <laughs> xenoclash 2 what did god's name is? <laughs> what you're looking at is a man who is wearing the skin of a lion. Okay, that, that, that's that's maybe a little bit odd. And he's literally inside it, okay? It's not like he's wearing <laughs> it like a cloak. Uh, he has climbed inside uh, the gutted skin of a lion. Uh, but uh, on top of that, what he's got is he's got one of those artists, like painter's easel things, where, you know, where they have the paint, uh, palette board, uh, palette board or, yeah, or whatever you yeah. might call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has uh, fixed that to the lower jaw area of his mouth in a way that his teeth are then protruding through the palette and Goodness. he's using a paintbrush as some kind of uh, cigar. Meanwhile, he has affixed some cogs or corks or something like that into his eyeballs okay uh, and this is just you know this is just one of the norm this is just one of the ordinary side characters in xeno clash 2 it is literally the stuff of nightmares <laughs> you, you forgot to mention the uh, bungee cords that are attaching the palette because you know it would get a little heavy on the jaw otherwise yes so. yes oh, yeah, so he's, yeah. he's got a basically a massive piece of wood stuck to the bottom of his jaw uh, so yes he's using uh, bungee cords to to hold it upright while he he delivers his smart his lines smart. to the character uh <laughs> yeah and this guy this guy asks you in the game to collect butterflies uh because he uses butterflies to uh paint with some of his uh what you might uh, imagine are also nightmare fueled uh paintings 
and and you, you so they're one of the game's collectibles. You have to find butterflies in the game, uh, are which the butterflies is just kind of normal. Plunked around. The butterflies themselves are pretty much the only normal thing in the game. Okay. Uh, although, as you deliver them to him, you discover that actually he isn't using them to paint with. He's just consuming them. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a really weird game, but it's a strangely fun game, I have to say. And actually, both games are fairly simple, relatively simple completions. They both take maybe 10 hours or so, 8 to 10 hours. Um, pretty much you just have to play the story. Fairly straightforward. There is quite a lot of backtracking, which is kind of a bit annoying. You have really no idea what's going on at any one point. So using a guide and a walkthrough really helps kind of figure it out because otherwise you're just going, I don't know, I'm just punching things. I have no idea where I'm, what I'm doing. Hey, that sounds like an actual beat-em-up then. I mean, yeah, but it's, this, it's completely non-linear as well. Unfortunately, it's, an, it's kind of an open-world game. Uh, so you're just hopping between areas, uh, trying to figure out what you're supposed to be doing. Uh, it's quite kind of tedious, uh, but it's probably the most memorable thing about this game is it's so weird, and yet they seem to hire the most bored, untalented voice actors you could possibly imagine. <laughs> okay, so you're seeing these completely insane, uh, nightmare-inducing images, and every line is delivered by every character like this we must destroy the father mother okay yes let us go and kill the father mother okay i agree that is something we should probably do right now so every character in there sounds just like you every character in there sounds exactly <laughs> my my delivery of that line there sounds like absolutely every single character apart from uh, the golem who is the first game's kind of good guy that you bring in to help defeat father mother and then in the sequel becomes the bad guy who you decide to overthrow uh, he has this weird um kind of quasi deep voice um a bit like uh the guy in that simpsons episode who helps who's like the assistant to homer and who also is the guy in um Mrs. Doubtfire, the guy in Mrs. Doubtfire who helps Robin Williams become Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, okay. The guy who has that really kind of deep but kind of camp voice. He kind of talks like this. (laughs) Mo, Mo, it's got to be Mo. No, not Mo. (laughs) Uh, It's not just like Mo. You're just the master of impersonations again. Mrs. Doubtfire character is. I'm not sure about the Simpsons one. Yeah, there's a Simpsons episode where he gets an assistant who's like the perfect assistant, and I think it's the same actor who plays the guy in uh, Mrs. Doubtfire and he's got this really kind of deep kind of deep voice like this but also kind of a bit campy and that's what the golem sounds like it's so weird you may call me golem I am glad you seek the light as I do he thinks he's so big you don't belong here huh you don't belong here you're a fraud and a phony, and it's only a matter of time until they find you out. <gasps> Who told you? You did. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, weird game. Short game. Actually, I'd say worth playing. Both of the games are probably one of the most singular experiences you'll have. There is there is literally nothing I've played like it. You know, like I said, it's kind of got similar mechanics to Condemned. Maybe Chivalry, if you've ever played those those games, the kind of first-person mm-hmm. melee games. But But just hanging off it this weird surreal nightmarish story that feels like you are having a fever dream yeah it's, it's got a respectable what 3.39 stars so i mean yeah it's definitely uh on that 
you're 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 giving it a very glowing review mm-hmm. in my opinion, but yet you torched it with your three star. Really? What is that? <laughs> well, because that it's not this? it's definitely not a perfect game. I mean, like I say, terrible voice acting. Sounds pretty dang good, man. Pretty weird. I guess I'd say it is right in the middle. Some of the fighting mechanics are fun but it becomes very repetitive there's no variation and you end up cheesing your way through the whole game in that i don't know have you have you guys ever got into a fight an actual fight um not while sober (laughs) (laughs) i've broke up so many fights that it's ridiculous they always end up on the ground and they're like 10 seconds long i mean yeah it's never like in the movies right uh and and pretty much what you do (laughs) is you kind of reach out and try and do a punch and then you run backwards right because you don't want to get punched yourself you kind of do that like i'm gonna hit you i'm gonna hit you but don't hit me don't hit me i'm gonna hit you i'm gonna hit you but don't hit me don't hit me and that's pretty much the entire game in xenoclash is that you kind of run forwards and punch someone and then you run backwards to avoid being punched yourself and it's just that continuous kind of backwards forwards backwards forwards backwards forwards sounds like a crypt of the serpent king Yes, it is exactly that is precisely what it is. Crypt of the Second King. Punch run. Punch run. Punch punch run. run, Punch run. You can dodge and deflect, and there's combos. But let's be honest, you're you're not really learning all of these in-depth systems. You're doing. You're playing punch chase. That's what you're doing. Does it have? uh, (laughs) Does it have floor lava that if you even look at wrong will kill you and you reset all your progress? Uh, Absolutely not. It's it's you know it's not. It's a huge amount better than Crypt of the Serpent King is, and it has a like I said, it's got actually some decent in-depth fighting systems you just end up playing punch chase and in the second game actually there is a a, a spam method where you you can unlock this chain weapon at the very beginning of the game and it's you just kind of sweep this chain around you in a big arc in front of you you can just spam that you just spam that and you keep everyone back and you just keep hitting them with the chain until they die Uh, and that works pretty much the entire game so it's kind of broken so Mm. Oh, tasty, tasty spam. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and the, weirdly enough, the second game has also got uh, online multiplayer. Uh, so <laughs> you can play the whole game in co-op. Uh, not that you would really want to, but I did force Mental Knight to come in because there is a, a single online achievement that you have to earn. The only achievement really caught my eye is the finding of a head in the desert. That sounds pretty uh, surprising. Like you're out in the desert, there's nothing, there's sand, then all of a sudden you find a head. Um, Walk us through your surprise when you found a head in the desert. Quite a lot of the levels are kind of deserty. It's this kind of Mediterranean kind of vibe that they go for in in the whole game. Uh, And I think the head in question is Oxameter. One of the groups of people in Xenoclash, in the world of Xenozonk, are the Corewind and the core wind are people who became become so they become obsessive about something so it can be anything uh, and they become so obsessive that it is literally the only thing that they can do for the rest of their lives and i think oxameter is a character in the first game who's a core wind who is obsessed with i can't remember just walking maybe <laughs> Uh, and I think by the second game, you've discovered that they've literally walked their way into the desert and starved to death or, or died of thirst. Oh, wow. Mm. Mm. That's, that's uh, well, no wonder the head was still. Yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Uh, um, I do have one other, uh, another question now. Um, 
you when you presented this game you presented it in this fashion that uh, we would be able to experience butterflies um and looking at the list i'm seeing moths yeah, i just saw that too yeah moths and so i would hope that you could clarify that because uh, moths and butterflies are definitely not the same thing so i think confusion amongst the listeners uh i think they are butterflies and i think that is the mistake of the achievement description uh, and I'm trying to remember how they're described in the game, and I can't off the top of my head, but they are colourful. And to me, moths are grey, brown, dust-coloured. But if you see something that is flapping and it is orange or blue or turquoise or whatever, then you would describe that as a butterfly, would you Makes not? Sense. I clicked on the Lepidopterist achievement for, and for collecting 40 moths in Xenozoic. And the achievement art looks like a butterfly, but it's in grayscale. So that would lead you to believe that it is actually a moth because it's not colored. It's just, you know, black and grayscale. But when you click on it, there's a video guide and the opening frame is of what appears to be a monarch butterfly. They are 100% butterflies, and the game is completely wrong. So, hmm. Hmm. but it's, it's so unusual that a game that anchored itself in such realism would uh, <laughs> fib on something like this. I mean, it's kind of crossing the line a little bit, but, but I digress. Okay. So the online play, is that just, you're just online story play? Uh, yes, it's a co-op game, if you want it to be. Uh, and yeah, the, the achievement, which is a real pain to unlock, uh, surprisingly, is that uh, you punch someone until they're concussed. Uh, and then you, that allows you to grab them. And when you're grabbing them, you can do like, you know, headbutts and, and uppercuts and, okay. and, and you can throw your enemy. But while you're grabbing them, your, your partner can come in and land a few shots. So you, what you have to do is you have to do that uh, for each person. So you have to swap around. We, we discovered it only seems to work for the host. Okay. Uh, so we had, to, we had to swap who was hosting the game in order for us both to get it. Uh, it's one of those kind of finickety things. I have a, another achievement that has caught my eye. There is the I am error achievement. And that is for getting Word to become your ally. So Word. is this a Microsoft, a Microsoft uh, product placement? Uh? Yeah, actually, the game features Clippy uh, as an ally. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a point where you're, uh, you're in a bar and, and this guy comes up to you and says, it looks like you're trying to write a letter. <laughs> Click here to remove. <laughs> I can't remember who Word is. I think, again, he's just one of these weirdo characters. I think he's like a monk type dude. And I think that he becomes your ally if you have... So uh, it's, it, there's an RPG element to the game where you unlock stats uh, and abilities uh, as you go along. And one of those stats and abilities is leadership. And if you earn enough leadership, you can ask some of your brothers and sisters to join you in the fight. And I think if you have max leadership you can unlock this super duper powerful character called Word who basically uh, destroys everyone who he comes into contact with and is very handy in the in the boss fights in the late game. Oh, and I guess are there are there four golems to defeat because I see the north golem and the west golem. Yeah, it's it's a very weird situation where uh, these golems are like ancient beings who have been put in place to kind of control the world in different ways and they have different interpretations of how that should go and you have recruited one of the golems in the previous game but then he has turned out to be a bad apple 
and is controlling the world kind of like a fascist uh, dictator. And he is in ultimate power because any pain you inflict on the golem is inflicted on literally everybody else in the world. So you can't just, you can't kill him. If you stab him, everyone gets stabbed. So he's basically invulnerable. Uh, So you go on a journey to discover how to defeat him by uncovering the other golems, most of which are either dead or have gone insane. And and once you've kind of defeated all of those, you figure out how you can uh, destroy the main golem. After listening to this, I definitely am piqued my interest. Maybe uh, I'll pick this up. I don't know. Is it worth the $15 price tag? Hmm. I'd say pick it up on a sale, but the sales are so rare these days. You you never see anything other than the same old stuff on on 360 sale anymore. So I would say, and they're they're both um, arcade games, so, you know, digital only. Um, I would say it's very dated. It's not backwards compatible. It's a 400 pointer. It's not great. All of those things are kind of marks against it. But it is weird, unique, and there is something kind of special about it that I can't quite put my finger on. So if you if you like odd little quirky games that just kind of exist and, and you've kind of never really heard of it and you stumble on it and go, what the heck is this thing? If you like that kind of stuff, then go for it. Huh. Uh, but it's it's definitely not Call of Duty, right? <laughs> well, shall we move on and see what Elroy has to offer us? Yeah, well, I, I I can offer something. All right, all right. What is what is the offering you have brought to the table? I have brought you the original tropical version of Angry Birds. So it is in the form of a game called Rio. How are you spelling Rio? <laughs> How do you spell that? Rio. Oh, I'm, that's a great question. I get asked that a lot. It's R E E E E E E O. All right. Yeah, okay. All right. Rio. Yeah. Rio. <laughs> okay. And so uh, apparently they made a movie about it. Uh, I guess I, I assume that that came out before. They made the movie about the game. Right. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know. I don't. The, which one came first, the uh, the parrot or the egg? I, mm. I don't know because uh, we got some definite parrots in this game, um, and they're not dead yet, and they are uh, battling it out with a bunch of other birds. I'm not really the, the, It's a game that is set in Brazil, and when I say game, I, I mean it's probably the same is true about the movie, but. Given that I've never seen the, the movie, I just am basing this strictly from the game. So apparently they have characters that are all kinds of birds that I would not think are indigenous to uh, Brazil, but perhaps they are. I guess cardinals and canaries and uh, and bulldogs are really big in... Well, bulldogs aren't birds, but bulldogs are apparently really big down there. And then they have these little creatures. Like There's a lot of critters in this game. I did enjoy that aspect of it, but uh, there's... These little marmosets, and these are like little monkeys, and so they use them as the villains. And then there's a cockatoo that is like the main bad guy. So this main bad guy, Bird, uh, has enlisted all these little monkeys. I don't know exactly what all the story is. Apparently you were kidnapped, and then you fight for freedom in the movie or something. I don't know. But anyway, the game is a party game. It is a party game that is very similar to a lot of party games like uh you know little 90 second do this and whoever gets the most points wins 
Most importantly, you can idle three other controllers and be amazing at this game. So there's you know four people playing it. Of course, three of them are ghosts. So you really shine in this. And so it, you'll, you'll leave the game feeling like you're really good. But there are some nuances to that. And I'll get into that here in a second. But the game selection, I mean, I have enjoyed this game so far. I still got a little bit left to do. I'm sitting at 760 gamer score out of the full 1000 because it's a real game and as far as clearing it out my backlog it wasn't really cleared out my backlog because i literally started it uh see june yeah uh, about three days ago so uh so it wasn't really in my backlog but it had been sitting on my table for a while i bought it a long time ago and i just never got around to playing it and i was like oh hey look rio okay yeah let's try that so to me it was in my backlog and that it was sitting on my table for a long long time yeah if you if you own a game that's in your backlog i would assume yeah yeah even if you haven't started Uh, yeah Yeah, i would say so yeah Yeah, it doesn't have to be official but it was on i think it appeared in my rtdo because i actually added it i know chewy does this a lot but like he has like every freaking game under the sun onto his his library and doesn't have any achievements in them so i started doing that and Mm -hmm. and this one actually came up on there, so that was kind of cool. So you've never seen this movie? I've never seen this movie, no. Well, I mean, it, it, it's definitely a, a children's movie, but it is, it's it's kind of cute. See, uh, I don't have kids, yeah. so I don't have to watch those movies. I saw it before having kids, and I don't quite remember it too well, but I think you are accurate in that there is some bird napping involved. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so like I think they get stolen, and, and somehow the bulldog's in on it, and the monkeys, like, no kung fu, and they, they're like... That, that absolute cock or two. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I think, isn't the cockatoo played by the um, guy from the uh, Flight of the Concords? Yeah, yeah, Jermaine. Yes, yes, yes. I love that guy. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's true in the, uh, the, the game or not, but... Does he have a New Zealand yeah. accent? No. I don't think he actually talks in the game. I think it's just all on text-based. I can't recall any actual voiceover in the game, so. So when you said it was a a, a party game, it surprised me. What what mm-hmm. like how many different? So it's a collection of mini games, right? You're saying? Yeah, yeah, okay. So it's like I'm trying to think of. I've played a lot of party games lately, and it's kind of. I'm sure one of them will pop into my head here in a second of what it's really similar to, but there's 42 little mini games in the entire thing, and so. You're going to have to play it a while. It's a 12 to 15 hour completion. There's all these different modes and they and they don't stack or anything like that. You have to play through each mode and it becomes quite a grind, actually. I noticed there's a story mode, uh, which is quite unusual for a party game, actually, to, to yeah, play well, story mode. All right. So, yeah, let me explain to you all the modes. So there's a story mode. And what the story mode is, is it appears that they were showing clips from the movie, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, because I skipped it because you could. And so... <laughs> It looked like that's where it, where it was going, though. And so something was about to show, and then you go into three little mini-games. There's 42, so you just get three of them. I don't know if it's random or not, but you get three of them. And then it goes into a, another cutscene where it looks like it might be trying to show you the the story to the movie. and But you can skip it, so don't worry. And then you play three more, then cutscene three, cutscene three. And so you just keep doing that until you've played all 42 of them, right? And so I think that's uh, checks out. It was at 14, 14 areas, 14 times three. So I think that's 42. Three. 14 times three yeah. is what, what, 20. Yeah, 42. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's the story mode. Now there's a wheel, carnival wheel, 
or something. Let's see. Uh, again, it's very the one of the cool things about it is it, it is very Brazil. So if you're like from Brazil or in Brazil now or whatever, have Brazil roots, you'll probably enjoy it. The, I really enjoyed the music in it and everything, but I'm sure it's all straight from the movie. But you know, it does create a good atmosphere for Brazil. So you'll notice that they tie that in everywhere. So it's a carnival wheel game. And so here's what the wheel game entails. You spin a wheel that chooses which of the 42 mini games you play and then how many points they're going to be worth. And then you play, play the mini game and then you spin the wheel again and you have to do that 12 times. So it's just like different cutscenes in between it. Then there's the carnival or yeah, the carnival dance crazy mode and the carnival dance standard mode. You have to play two different way, you know, times through. And basically uh, there's a different character. I think uh, yeah, they use one of the characters and then it says, Hey, who can get the most marmosets to dance? And then you play, I think, about six, seven, eight, somewhere like that, mini games. Or it might be point based. I think, yeah, I think it's the first to 20. So uh, that would be five because you don't lose because you are playing all four controllers. So you get four points of match. So five rounds, which basically is five different mini games. So as you can see, this adds up in a hurry. So five mini games there, 12 for the carnival uh, wheel game, five for the other dance mode. And then you have reached the Garland Gala. All right. You have to play that three times. Okay. They don't stack. One is for getting 75 points, one for 50, and one for 25, I believe. Okay. And so, you, yeah, you play through the mini games and you get points. So let's say you, uh, I forget how many, I think it's like eight each, maybe. So eight mini games, or it might have been more. It might have been like 10. So 10 per run. And so you get about 40 points. And then, once you get done with the 10 mini games, then you have to throw these little garland hula hoop looking things. It's like a, a rings toss at like a carnival, you know, mm-hmm. where you throw the, try to throw the ring around something and you get points if it's a harder target to hit and all that. And then whoever gets the most point in that, you know, wins the game. But again, you're competing against three ghosts who will not be throwing anything. So getting 75 points is a little challenging. To, I got my 75 points with about 10 seconds left in the, on the clock or maybe 15, 10 to 15 seconds. So it was a little close, but nothing you know, too crazy. So you say those those three achievements don't stack. Like you have 25 and oh, 50 no. and 75. Oh, no. So do you have oh, to stop no. after that target score? Like let's say you've already got the 25. Oh, no, no, no. These are three different. You have to – you finish that the first round. It boots you back to the main menu. Then you have to – it's like three different selections. Okay. So you have to select it three different – you know, you, you choose one, two, or three. Okay. And then – after that, you have the party mode, and there is an achievement for completing all games to gold standard in party mode. And so party mode entails uh, you can make play one game, you can play two games, you can play all 42 games all at once. Uh, it's, it's completely up to you how many games you want to play in that. So I just I kind of divided it up and played it you know, about five at a time, sometimes a few more. But... In the party mode, I do want to say something about this in case somebody is actually considering playing this. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe someone out there is. But if you are, make sure that you kind of look through the achievement list really well before you go into it because you'll waste a whole lot of time doing stuff that doesn't matter. And so what I did was I played through all 42 of these freaking little mini games thinking I was getting gold on them. And I was not. And so I've since had to go back and play all 42 of them. And a lot of them uh, have a clock that's 90 seconds, which doesn't sound like a whole lot, but it adds up in a hurry. So, you're, you know, I added a good hour and some change 
by my ignorance in this area. So where it says get gold standard in party mode, here's what you do. Because the guide is a little misleading, and I, I didn't read it thoroughly enough because there was a an addition to it in the comments. And if I had read that comment to the main guide, I would have known. So make sure you read that. And what it's telling you to do is that you play basically the whole game with four players and then before the clock runs out, you switch one to a computer because it won't count unless you have a computer player. And, and you have to put it on, on hard mode uh, also. So it has to be on hard mode and there has to be a computer player in the group uh, when the clock runs oh, out. Oh, that's so, crazy. Well, not crazy, just that sucks that you didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see that. But the cool thing about the game, uh, what I will say, is that it's really easy to jump in and out. So you hit the back button on the controller, and it instantly kicks them out. You hit the start button on the controller, and it instantly joins okay. them. So there's no, like, there's no, so like, to pause the game. You know, sign in or anything. Yeah, I mean, you can pop in and out, like, in about two seconds, if not even that. So it's real quick. It's doable. So you, you, you get into a rhythm where you're, like, jumping out. You, you kind of know what to do, where you're, you know, you score... Like I would get into where I would score about a couple thousand points and then there's like 10 seconds left or five, you know, and then I'd let them join and kind of monitor the situation. There's a couple of them where you have to kind of think it out a little bit better, but a general rule of thumb is that's all you have to do. And then also there's inside the party mode, there's four modes, but they're not separate. They kind of work together because there's a bunch of trivia questions in between every two mini games. And so there's some achievements tied to the trivia questions but the guide has every question in it because there's it's like half and half questions half are about brazil and half are about the movie that you mm -hmm. didn't watch so <laughs> yeah I mean, so it sounds like there's actually quite a lot of content in this game like it, uh, there is it, that's what game. i'm saying when, when you say to yeah. me movie tie-in party game i just think you know cheap lazy cash in right not much yeah. To like it. yeah if you actually made these into characters of a you know, if you just took the birds out of it and made it like a, you know, whatever, and, and totally disassociated it from a movie, I mean, people probably would have thought, oh, wow, this is a really good party game. Because it, it really, I mean, this thing came out a long time ago. I mean, this is 2011. It's a 10-year-old game. And there's stuff in it that party games today still, you know, I mean, party games were a little rarer back then, but this one, it can hang with just in about any of them that I've played. I mean, it's not bad. It's it's a fun little game. It's funny you should say that. So, I was thinking about this the other day that, uh, you know, I did play the occasional party game back on the 360 days, things like uh, <laughs> Fever Pinata Party Animals and stuff like that. <laughs> but they were quite rare and you didn't see a huge amount of them. But but since the Xbox One, they are just flooding just these these crappy little <laughs> yeah, really. party games and they're, they're all easy completions if you've got like four controllers and i played so many of them it's actually kind of it kind of makes me depressed because yeah these party games that are intended to be played with all your friends around most of them are like couch co-op as well there's no online or uh -huh. anything and it just highlights when i'm just standing there literally with like <laughs> A controller in each hand and a controller against each foot because you have to do something where, you know, you gotta, all you four are moving around. at once or whatever. And I just think, yeah. what am I doing with my life? <laughs> yeah, this would probably be a fun game if you actually have friends and had people over. And, you know, I could see playing it on like a, a night in a party setting. And it would be fun. It would be fun. But I don't have friends and I don't stay up late. So uh, that's not going to happen. It's a good little game. So it's, it's definitely 
better than a 2.76, which is what the rating is. I'll, I'm going to give it something higher than that because, I mean, it's 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 a good little game. So I wouldn't shy away from it. So you've done quite a lot in this game. <laughs> I've played it. Well, 42 out of 50 achievements. In fairness, I needed something to do while uh, After Charge was uh, idling. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've been pretty busy on it. But uh, there's some grindy achievements that are kind of annoying, but uh, I haven't gotten to all those yet. Once I finish the story mode, then I'll have to go back. And mm-hmm. there's a couple certain mini games that are conducive to the grindy achievements where you have to run 26 miles. So mm-hmm. that's going to take a little bit. And then there's a couple others where there's little certain power-ups that appear on the map that are random, randomly generated where you have to hit 100 players with a with a lightning bolt and mm. hit 100 players with a chili pepper and okay. you, stuff like You have that. to come first in a total of 200 minigames. I assume there's like one that is the, the quickest, easiest one that you can just spam that out. Yeah, I assume that I'll probably get that without even having to spam that. But if I was to recommend one to somebody, I would put the... Uh, oh, gosh, what is it? Uh, street Chase, I think it's called, or something like that. Street Race, where basically... You have, I guess you could probably, no, because you have to have four controllers to play it. So start up the mini game and then hit down on all three of the controllers and then they'll fly right into a box within five seconds and then mini game over because there's only one life on that one. That's probably the quickest. So I think it's called Street Race or something like that, but you'll know it when you see it. It's kind of unlike any of the other games because normally you have more than one life. You have to like hit them like three or five times, but this one... It's immediate death. They run into a box, it's over. Which is probably true for most birds. So don't leave boxes laying around in the streets, everyone. <laughs> this is uh, because, you know, birds, they like to fly down streets racing. One time when I was doing driver's ed in uh, high school back in the day, um, I actually <laughs> ran over a bird on the street uh, during wow. driver's ed. Well, my thought was... It, what, it, a, what a slow bird, I, man. I was like, it's a bird. It's going to fly away before I even get there, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. And it doesn't fly away. And I go over it. I'm like, okay, well, it's a bird. It'll just stay on the ground while I go over it. And then it'll fly away. No, it waited to fly away while I was over it. And everybody in the car heard the thunk. And I think the female in the back was uh, crying when we got back to the school. Nice. <laughs> I felt so bad. Nice. <laughs> Well, it, you know, what always amazes me is like when you're driving and the birds like fly in front of your windshield. It's like, how do they know how to time that? Like, yeah. it seems like they're always just the same distance from your windshield. It's, I don't know. I've always been baffled by that. It seems like they would mm-hmm. mistime it and you'd hit more birds. But where I live, uh, where I live, we have pheasants. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. so and we have long straight country roads and guaranteed you're driving along a long straight country road and you can just see the pheasants standing by the side of the road and you just know they are literally (laughs) they are literally standing there waiting for a car to come at just the right moment to decide they were going to make their their crossing just to time it perfectly so that they get completely obliterated yeah it's insane how well they time it yeah why why, why are you walking across the road when you have wings (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's a, a Canada goose here. Um, <laughs> Canada, though, Canada geese. They that's their 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 jam too. Mm-hmm. And so it's funny you mention that because my, my wife got traumatized the other day to work, and uh, I don't bring it up anymore. Where same situation came over a hill, and a whole family of these things were going across the road, oh, no. and. This was during eight, like seven o'clock, eight o'clock traffic in the morning, and it was a bloodbath. I mean, it was just like, I mean, there was feathers everywhere, and she actually busted uh, one of her uh, headlights, and it was like 
the low the fog lights uh, busted out one of the fog lights and her bumper real bad mm. where she she ran over the carcass of what was left from the uh, aftermath oh, but oh. oh it was bad yeah. it was like there's like six of them and four of them were were no more yeah <laughs> so my my uh, sister had that there was uh, she was driving a family of ducklings uh, were oh, crossing man. the road so a, a mummy duckling and like five little baby ducklings oh, no. and uh, she slammed the she, she did what you're not supposed to do yeah. and slammed the brakes on to not hit them which promptly led the car behind her to go straight into the back of her uh, oh, so uh, wrote off the car behind her smashed her rear of her car and shunted her car forward so that they ended up squashing all the ducks anyway <laughs> oh, no. so they were just all standing there <laughs> crying such a dark Two two yeah. cars smashed up and a, and a family of squashed ducks. Oh was, Jesus! Uh, yeah. So Ooh. so Rio, it's like <laughs> it's parrots that are not dead, parrots that are still alive in, in the in the in the rainforest of Brazil, the beautiful rainforest yes, of Brazil. And they're full yeah. of life and Although they're dancing. It's a ten year old. It's a ten year old game, and I don't think parrots live that long. Oh so. no! I th- no no parrots <laughs> parrots right, live, parrots parrots no, live right, like. Yeah. Like longer than humans if you keep them healthy. Really, they live live eighty years. I think they're, I think they're fifty years. I'm, I'm going fifty years. Put me down for fifty years for for a bear. So the parrots are probably still happy. Uh, I'm looking. I'm on it. I'm on it. Look it up. Because my dad, my dad had an African gray, and that thing lived freaking. I mean, not forever because it's dead now. But oh, okay. Common pet parrots. That's fun to say. Are 40, 40 years. 40 years. Okay. Oh, okay. I, I, I years. overshot that by that's about a, twice. That's all. That is a... Oh, but it says uh, in the Amazons, so when they're not in captivity, they live between 25 and 50 years. Oh. So... Nice, nice. They're probably still alive then. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah. They're, 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 so, I mean, they're definitely on the on the, on the the other side of, of life, but they, they're probably still alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so but as as promised, live parrots. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess that just leaves me up with 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 uh, my game coming up here. I uh, kind of went the same route as Elroy and chose a movie tie-in as well. I chose Aragon, and uh, unfortunately, uh, I didn't have as much. I didn't enjoy this game nearly as much as Xeno Crisis Two or Rio. Uh, unfortunately, this game is kind of a Oh, well, it's it's got a one point eight six on TA, <laughs> and I'm going to rate it right now a one. <laughs> oh, you, you, oh man! You, you should at least give people a nice uh, summary by reading the top review. Oh yeah, no, I read that earlier today. The top review is hilarious. It's very short too, so I will read the whole thing. <laughs> the top review by Malicious Ghost. Well, what can I say about this horrid game that hasn't already been said about the Titanic sinking? So I think I'll keep this review as simple as this game is. (laughs) Horrible controls, check. Almost non-existent collision detection, check. Uninspired level design and boss fights, check. Very linear gameplay, yep. If you get lost in any of the levels in this, you've accomplished something. Plus one, the effects in this game were better than the film, the soundtrack wasn't bad, watching the end credits roll. Minus one, everything else. Could be worse, though. Someone could have came out with a crappy game based off the Superman Returns movie. Oh, wait. <laughs> and this, the reviewer gave it a, a half a star. So when Chewie uh, wow. said lazy and, lazy and quick cash-in for a, a movie tie-in, this definitely fits the bill. It is... Mm. So it is a hack-and-slash third-person game. And it, so it's based off uh, a book 
So when I, I looked this up on Wikipedia just to get... I mean, I've, I've seen the movie Aragon. I know Aragon was based off a book of the same title. And I remember, in, you know, enjoying the movie for what it was. It wasn't fantastic. It wasn't horrible. I hadn't read the book. I still haven't read the book. So I didn't have the, any expectations when I saw the movie back in a long time ago. I don't know, know when the movie came out. 2006 or so. The, the movie was enjoyable. Could have been better, could have been worse. I think they kind of left the movie open for a sequel, but there you know, hasn't been a sequel to date. But when I was reading the uh, Wikipedia on this, I was like, the game is based upon the 2006 Aragon film, which is loosely based on the 2002 book Aragon by Christopher Paolini. And I was like, oh, so the movie was loosely based on the book, and the game is based on the movie. So have you guys ever seen uh, Multiplicity? with what's better nice. than one Michael Keaton <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. three Michael <laughs> Keaton yeah so I was like oh well, this part reminded me of multiplicity you know like when you get a copy of a copy it just kind of gets keeps getting you know deteriorates in quality and I guess that's the perfect example right here you have well done that is a, that really made me visualize it yeah yeah and so you have so you have yeah you have a a game based on a movie that's loosely based on a book. So <laughs> garbage in garbage. Yeah. In. Yeah. Really. It, it's, it's, I mean, the achievement list is bland. Uh, it, all it is, is you just get an achievement for beating each level. And then there's a collection achievement for collecting um, all the dragon eggs on each level. And the thing is same thing. There's no stack on this. So you have to beat the level on normal. You have to beat the game on normal. And then you have to go and beat the game on hard also. So, <laughs> And if you look at the achievement list, literally it is the name of the level, hard. The name of the level, normal. And that's all the achievements except for one, which is getting all the dragon eggs on each level. There's one dragon egg on each level you have to collect. So it's an eight to, it's an eight to ten hour game. So presumably if you were just playing the story through once, it would only take a handful of hours. Yeah, I was looking at, I was looking at different YouTube videos and whatnot, and it looks like... I don't recall if the the cutscenes are skippable or not, but it looks like the like full playthroughs on YouTube are about four to four and a half hours. So that's about right. You just got to play it through twice, you know, depending on how how good you are, because you can you can die. Um, it's very hard to die. I remember, but it's it's <laughs> it's just lackluster. And I realized I remember now why I got this game because it is an E game. It starts with an E, and a lot of the contests that you have to get achievements in. There's not a lot of E games mm-hmm. out there. Yeah, EE is the bane of my life when it comes to things like the gamer tag challenge and things like that. Yeah, and people, yeah. loads of people have E's in their gamer tags, but there aren't that many E games. Back off. Yeah, yeah, so, idiots have E's in their gamer tags. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, Mr. Freaky, uh, so it's an eight to ten hour completion. So let's uh, let's just take a walk down uh, memory lane yeah, here. Yeah. So um, let's go back, to, you know, to 2016. You know, 2016, five years ago. And uh, you uh, got your first achievement, so good on you. And then uh, it seems like you put it away until December 31st. So this was a New Year's Eve party, I assume, on 2017. Yeah, so no way. That's a good way to party. And and, uh, you uh, completed two more achievements. Actually, I think that was probably a a TA contest that I had used it for. It was... uh... Oh, oh, yeah, Christmas. twelve days of Christmas. Yeah, okay, I got you. A story based, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, you put it up again until March of twenty eighteen. Yeah, another year later. Yeah. So well, that's actually yep, four months yeah. later. So. Well, well, three yeah. months, three months. Yeah. And then, uh, and then you got another achievement, and then you put the game up for nine months, and then you got another achievement, 
And then it's been sitting there for two years and five yeah, months. Yeah. And, and when, when you guys asked me to be on the um, be on the panel this week, I actually <laughs> I booted it up. I played a little bit of it, and I was like, I can't do this. I can't. It's it's. <laughs> it hasn't aged like like wine. It has not aged well. I guarantee you, the reason all these achievements are spaced out so much like that is because they were for a contest. So this is this is your go to for contest. Yeah, yeah. The controls are just mush. You know, and it's like any kind of uh, hack and slash beat 'em up. Like you, you know, you have the combos. You know, X X B X is the forward stun killer. You know, the X X A is the jump power slam. All this other stuff. But really, you're just mashing X, which is the heavy attack, or A, whatever, whichever one's the heavy attack. And when you're mashing the heavy attack, it looks like he has his sword. The kid has his sword and is just swinging it like a baseball bat. Like there's no finesse <laughs> to it. He's just swinging his sword like a baseball bat through the the Urgles. Uragals, that's what the the enemies are called. And supposedly there's levels where you actually get to ride your dragon, but I haven't got there yet because I just can't be forced to play that much in this game. I vaguely remember that. (laughs) See, I have finished this game. Yeah, I saw that. Yes, I am one of the proud um, 4,431. I am one of those group that has finished this uh, piece of piece of garbage and yes, it is. Uh, I vaguely remember the flying stages taking longer because it's so easy to get lost in and then you're searching for these eggs everywhere and you're like watching the video mm-hmm. uh, you know the achievement video and uh, I, it, it, it was a hot mess uh, this is yeah this is the definition of lazy cash in movie tie-in <laughs> game it is really not not a good game I mean 1.86 is you know a little inflated but um, it, it's it's an easy game you know it's got a 1.3 uh, ratio and you just get an achievement every level has one achievement. Well, two technically, but you got to play it twice. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the same studio brings you Spiderwit Chronicles, which I just recently finished. Oh. I might use that one for a, a an episode coming up. I reviewed it uh, this past <laughs> April Fool's Day. I don't know if anybody got the joke on that, but uh, <laughs> I did review it on April Fool's Day for that uh, edition of the podcast. Um, why was it an April Fool's joke? Because the game was freaking ten years old. So there you go. <laughs> I, I think that I think that might have been lost on some people that didn't realize. I heard absolutely crickets about it. So either I did a really terrible job, or the joke didn't hit, which is fine. So, so is that is that based on a movie also? Or is that Spiderwick Chronicles? Um, I know that name. I just never heard the game. Again, it's a, it's one of those that uh, it, it, if it's a kid's movie, I haven't seen it. Because, again, that's one of the perks of not having kids. Yeah. So. That's just one of the perks of not having kids. Another perk <laughs> is having more money in your pocket. You know, And sleep. Sleep, sleep is a good income. thing. <laughs> I love it. Yes. <laughs> so I can buy garbage like Aragon and play it. Yeah, 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 exactly. It seems kind of a shame because you'd think there would be like more decent dragon-based games, right? Right? I know. Like, like such a cool idea, you know, you ride around on dragons, you know, shooting flames out. Isn't it like a blue dragon game? Isn't that one of the early uh, Xbox uh, One games? I can't uh, remember. Uh, I think I think Crimson Dragon. Crimson Dragon. That's it. Yeah. Crimson Dragon. But you know, and they they were going to make that scale bound. Yeah. But that got canned. Yep. Uh, so I, I think uh, you know we we could do with a good dragon game. Oh man, I just recently played a dragon game, but man, that thing was weird, weird, weird. It was uh, it was uh, that. Angels with scaly wings. Isn't that dragon love? Is that a different thing? Yeah, like what what is going on in this game here? You're like a human, right? 
I think. I don't know. Uh, it's a visual novel. You skip through it. But from what I can tell, this guy has a major dragon fetish, and he mm. is screwing dragons left and right. It is, <laughs> it is it's disturbing. And they're, like, showing these dragons and, like, all these sexual poses and to turn, you know, so you choose the right dialogue. I don't know, man. <laughs> it was... That game creeped me out. If you're into dragons like that, instead of being a furry, does that make you a scaly? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Hell, yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's what they said. Angels with scaly wings, right? And that, Wait, so uh, is that is like that the secret ending in Aragon? Yeah. <laughs> you, you sleep, you, you sleep with your dragon at the end. <laughs> well, from, from what I understand, this actually came up... Um, in uh, Discord, past uh, within the past couple of weeks, I believe Death Dealer said she has uh, read the book and, and commented on because we were talking about books to movies and whatnot, and she she had she has read this book and said that you know the movie was garbage compared to the book, and I was like, oh well, I mean, you know, most most books I read the movie, I mean, I wouldn't say the movie being garbage. I mean, this one this one very very may well be. I haven't read the book, but uh, most books I read that go into movies, you know, you're always disappointed because you have your own um, visualization with the book when you're reading it. So anything that anybody else interprets and puts on screen, if it's not what you do and you see, then I would think everybody would be disappointed. But this game, I believe everybody is disappointed. The funny thing is, like, if you look at the sales, if you search it on eBay and Amazon, like, it has four out of five stars. So you have a lot of ground to cover here. So by bringing this up on the show, does this mean you're committing to finishing this game? I know, Um, me too. Just so I can get rid of it and burn it in a steaming pile of, of something. Oh, man, that'd be like a Patreon exclusive. Right? If you finish it, then you'll run out of e-game achievements <laughs> See, for your uh, contest. I, I However, there is fast. a stack. There is a stack. So you could always do it twice. Oh, there's a stack for this game? Really? Uh, just, uh, oh, jeez. Yeah, there's an ooh version. Oh, that's right. There's an ooh version. I did see that. I actually have an amazing amount of games that have dragon in the title. Double Dragon, Dragon Age, Dragon Ball, Dragon's Dogma. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess I have played a lot of dragons. Yeah, like games. I said, not many dragons games. <laughs> <laughs> not many recent dragons games. Those are all 360, aren't they? Yes. All right. Uh, yeah, the Dragon Age are double dragon. Already, not even 360, technically. I do love how Freaky comes on to back to back and basically just says, "Yeah, this game's trash," and then wants to talk about every other dragon game besides yes, it. Yeah, this game is. Good. I know, I know. Well, I was looking at my 360 games that aren't backward compatible. It was this. I, I mean, I thought about doing Lego Rock Band because it's Lego Month and Age 101. But uh, yeah, it's it's a rock band game. There's really not much you can say about that. You know, okay, the songs are cool. Mm-hmm. You play. What's you know? There's no story to it. So. So in summary, we need a new good dragon game. Yes. That that doesn't involve uh, molesting. And begins with an E. It begins with an E yes. that is not based off a movie that is loosely based off a book. I figured it out. I figured it out. Enter the Dragon, the game. Oh, there we go. Oh, that would be a great one. I think that the, that's actually was the subtitle for Angel with Scaly Wings. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> just saying. Just throwing that out We've there. got jokes. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I hope I was a fine substitute for I know I know I'm no M, but uh, I hope I hope I held up my my end of the bargain here. Hey, you, <laughs> you did great, man. Oh, well, I enjoyed that. Thanks for thanks for coming yeah, on. Yeah, well, th- thanks for invi- thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it, and uh, hopefully, if I if I get in- invited back, I will have a uh, at least a non backward compatible game that is uh, <laughs> higher than 
you know, one star for my for my book. And one that you've played in the last two years, yeah. too. You know, oh, I've, I've played it. I just haven't gotten the achievement. I, I sat down last oh, week, and right, I was like, right. I can't do this. Yeah, so. opening opening up a game and looking at it and staring at it and, and despairing counts <laughs> as experiencing it. <laughs> well, thank you, gentlemen. And, uh, you know, that's that's it for me. Any 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 last words? Um. Yeah. If, if you like our selections, give us a shout out in the Discord, and uh, I'm sure that everyone will want to talk about parrots and <laughs> everything that has nothing to do with our games now. The lifespan of a parrot, uh, stories of running over birds, and things like that. We'll have, so, we'll have to throw this gif up of that of that creature in the um, when this, yeah, when this drops, so everybody good. knows what we're talking about for Xeno Clash Two. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Peace. See ya. Enter the dragon. <laughs> oh. Greetings, I'm Waka Pale, and I've been playing Forza Horizon 4 since it was somewhat recently tagged as a battle royale on true achievements due to its eliminator mode. I like the occasional racing game, but very much prefer arcade racing to the more simulation heavy approach. The Forza Horizon series is the best of both worlds. Using the very racing simulation heavy Forza Motorsport series as a foundation for open world arcade racing shenanigans. It's all about fun, framed by the ludicrous Horizon Festival and an ever cheerful cast of characters constantly gushing over the player's skills. Almost every single character in the game act as if they are very proud parents, treating every minor victory of yours as if you did the greatest thing ever. There's an over-the-top enthusiasm to all facets of the game which I find very endearing and funny. Forza Horizon 4 takes place on the eastern island of Great Britain, compressing England, Wales and Scotland into a map you can traverse in a few minutes. The big new feature in this installment is rotating seasons, weekly changing between spring, summer, autumn and winter. While neat, I personally did not like this feature as there are many objectives tied to specific seasons and the difficulty of many events changes depending on what season it is. Ordinary races are usually not an issue as your opponents have the same conditions as you, but things like stunt jumps, drift zones, speed traps and other objectives are vastly different between seasons. Winter in particular can make things way more difficult than other seasons with all the snow and ice messing up your driving. Forza Horizon 4 has 178 achievements worth 3610 game score and 10700 TA with a completion estimate of around 100 hours including the two DLC packs and title updates. The majority of the list is rather easy but there are a few achievements that will test your skill and patience. The highest rage achievements are found in the Eliminator mode, Forza Horizon 4's excellent battle royale mode. While great fun, it is by far the most luck-based battle royale I've ever played. Instead of violently taking out your opponents, you drive around the map looking for better cars hidden around the map or finding an opponent and challenging them to a head-to-head -head race. There are no checkpoints, whoever reaches the finish line get a car upgrade and the loser is eliminated from the match. While you can take the roads to the finish line, I usually went straight for it 
up the hills and through the woods, hoping to not hit a wall or tree along the way. Once the circle is small enough, the remaining players race to the final finish line to determine the winner. Skill is surely an edge in this mode, but so much of this process is luck based. There are 10 tiers of cars to find around the map. You always start out in a level 1 car. If you find a level 8 car or above early in the match, you're pretty much set for the final circle. When you challenge a car or get challenged, you have little idea where the finish line is going to be, but you can easily get a 5 second head start if you're lucky. Usually the finish line is towards the middle of the circle. At the end, before the final race, all remaining contestants will be in a not exactly small circle. The final finish line, however, will be somewhere outside of the circle. If you're at the edge of the circle, closest to the finish line, you have a significant advantage. Getting the achievement for staying in a level 1 car until the final circle is mostly luck based. Defeating a 5 level higher or lower car is mostly down to luck. Winning a game without picking up any card drops is probably 90% luck. Finding card drops is not too bad, but sometimes you can go an entire game only spotting a few, while other games you find tons in close proximity of each other. Hopefully, playing 50 games of the Eliminator will be the final battle royale achievement you unlock, but it very likely won't be. There are tons of people still playing the Eliminator, and I've never had any issues matchmaking but I did get disconnected a few times of unknown causes. Either way, I highly recommend the Eliminator and everything else Forza Horizon 4 has to offer, unless you have a huge aversion to cars and fun. Have a nice day everyone!